and then they test you. Mm-hmm. You know, it don't feel like COVID anymore. It's different. It's definitely different. A lot mm-hmm. more, uh, seems like there's a, a growing sentiment for people to be over it. At least people are being a lot more vocal about, like, this stuff, like people are vaccinated, like, why are they still having all these restrictions? Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't, you know, we're in the hotbed here in LA where it's like. But it's down now. It's down a lot. Well, what I'm saying, hotbed in the sense of the, the, the people who are the strictest of it, meaning like, I think most people here were, or at least the vocal people were like, mask up, you know, put your, put your mask over your nose. Like mm. everybody was really strict and everybody's really like pro COVID in the sense that like, trust the science and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you didn't hear so much of the anti-sentiment out here in LA. I'm starting to hear way more of the anti-sentiment now. Yeah. I don't know if that has something to do with just... Um, it's time, man. Time has changed or if they're just feeling more confident now or whatever that case, or maybe they're just like over it. But... Um, I mean, I still, I still hear a lot of it, um, especially at work. Mm-hmm. Not at like, like on set. And things like that. I, I hear certain people who have already been vaccinated mm-hmm. who are still like, you know, I will mask up pretty much forever, <laughs> forever. Right. You know, type thing. Um, but the, the most people, like earlier today, me and Chris were working on something and I just looked around the apartment. I was just like, hmm. Ah. If you just looked in this apartment, you would never know that COVID existed. Mm-hmm. Or if you looked around, a couple, I don't know about that. I see a mask right there. Not this place. Oh, where we were, one. where we were earlier. <laughs> oh, got you. Got like you, got you just you. wouldn't like just the way that people were interacting with each other. Got you. I feel like it's completely different than what it was nine months ago. See, I think there's a difference between how people were interacting within the confines of their homes and how people are acting out in public. So I always, I think that there's always people who were kind of doing their just doing their own thing whenever they wanted to do it um but out in the public they were kind of everybody was kind of complying and doing whatever the science quote unquote was saying but now i think people are just like you know everybody's way i think newsom just came out saying that um, by june hopefully everything will open up that's what i'm hoping for and i think people are ready for that chuck that mask <laughs> i hate the mask i really do i hate oh, yeah. the mask um but uh yeah I, you know i'm real happy i'm real happy that covid is kind of getting up on out of here um, oh, of course it's just such a weird time um did you have a covid bay um uh i guess yeah yeah Early on or later on? It was it wasn't it was already going on before COVID. Uh, that doesn't count. So it actually worked out pretty well because I think it was pr- kind of I, I I don't know how I would have met somebody through COVID. I guess. I see. Uh, did you? I did. I did not know. Oh yeah. uh, well, mm, I didn't for most of COVID. Like eventually, at the end, you I'll met see. somebody new through COVID. Nah, not, not, well, not, ah, it's, I wonder, not really, but like, sort of, not really. I wonder how many COVID bays were brand new intros or people that you knew from the past that you just like decided to put more interest into because you had time. 
Yeah, no, no. This was a person that I like completely met, brand spanking new. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I I wouldn't say it's because of COVID. It's because I went viral on something. Got you. And I just. But what would you say, right. just in general, as far as like COVID bays in general? Do you think they were people, brand new people that people met, or were they like? Uh, I've seen a mixture. I've seen a mixture. I've seen. Like I didn't know my best friend was my lover. And then I've also seen, um, we just kind of met at the very top of COVID, and then we just kind of had to stick together. Right. Or I've also seen, we broke, like, we, I got dumped, whatever, during COVID, right. and then I just immediately met another person, and we just had to do this whole quarantining thing together. It's, it's a mixture of things. It's I saw nice something wild on Twitter. Somebody posted that my girlfriend broke up with me because I... I didn't take the vaccine. I've seen something even worse than that. <laughs> it was a woman talking to a guy on Bumble. Uh-huh. And he was like, actually, I think I got it. Hold up. <laughs> it's it, it, uh, mm. People still use Bumble? Yeah. I don't really, I, I never liked Bumble when I had it. I didn't like it because the whole like women got to message you first thing. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? Well, they wouldn't message me. Ah, uh, okay. Supposed to me. Yeah, they just, they just, they just never. Oh, you just me. never had success. Yeah, oh, okay, I okay, didn't okay, like okay. it. All right. So the woman said, um, "The woman said, were you afraid of getting COVID?" The guy said, "Yes." He said, "Oh," and she said, "Weren't you?" Or he said, "Weren't you?" And she said, "No." It has a ninety-nine point eight percent recovery rate. <coughs> Sorry, and. The guy responded, okay, so you weren't worried about getting it and being the reason others around you got sick? What about your parents or your grandparents? Yes, there's a high recovery rate, but that includes people who can get severely ill for months or for weeks in the hospital. I know people uh, who have recovered but were severely ill for two to six weeks. That was the dude? That was the dude. And the woman said, bye, beta. <laughs> that was what I was thinking in my head the whole time. That was what I was thinking in my head the whole time. I was like, that dude is a beta. That's crazy. Hey, that's great, but like, look, whatever circumstances make you realize how somebody's uh, incompatible for you, might as well get that done as early as possible. They don't waste either of their times. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it... <laughs> Two things that I'm glad are kind of out of here just for like the purposes of communication with people is Trump and COVID. Right. Like mm -hmm. people are like, they done? You sort of like there you can't say that there wasn't a certain tension uh f the last 2 years, especially especially 2020, but the last like 2019 into 2020 around the first impeachment uh -huh. into 2020 the detention for trump was high sure and everybody was on edge but now it's just kind of like yeah back to normal like i'm i, I mean i i'm I think, happy that the tension is down i don't know if it is though i think it's just people are paying attention less i don't think the but tension is down no no i think that there's certain people <clears throat> that have um like you're probably one of the person that have disengaged from those same platforms that you were constantly on that were seeing that. Like one thing that I did is I went through all my social media and I cleansed it of all of like the political banter people. 
so I'm just not as plugged in anymore. But when I am plugged in, when I do see it, it's just as it's just as high, if not higher. I just don't, I'm not seeing it as much by choice. Yeah, I I, 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 I totally like switched my focus into something different because I realized that it's intense. Not only that it's intense, I felt that there's a little change that yeah. happens from me being a part of it, yeah. other than my own my own um, happiness and mental sanctity, I should say. But I see people on uh, Twitter still, like certain friends that are just like still the only thing they ever tweet are like political stuff that are still just as big into it. Um, and I think it's, it's if you're grifting, you're grifting. It's still going to be the grift, right? Shoot. Well, since we're talking about this, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just got a response from a friend of mine who, who works in the L.A. area. Ooh. And I'll, I'll let him tell us about <laughs> the situation. But before we get into it, let's just set the platform, scene. set the scene. So we saw a viral video. I saw it off of George Lopez's page, I think. But it was a Marine, not a Marine, but like somebody who works in the uh, military, in the, in the military person. Got pulled over by the police. <clears throat> there was two cops there. They both had their guns drawn. And one of them was yelling and screaming at the guy in the car. His hands were up, telling him, like, get out of the car, so on and so forth. Um, the guy is saying that he's scared. The cop is trying to unlock the door, grab him, and it ends up in a pepper spray. So I figured we should speak to somebody who works in the field and can give us some perspective. And maybe we can give him perspective, too. Cool. All right. Hello. Hello, is this Derek? Yeah. Hey, Derek. This is Kelby from uh, the Inner Voice Podcast, or or perhaps uh, what's the other name? Mindset. Mindset Podcast. We're still figuring out the name just because we're going through a brand change right now. <laughs> okay. But we were right. talking about this viral video that that went uh, um, that that was circulating the internet this past week, and it was uh, the military personnel. That was in the car who had two cops right. with their guns drawn. One of them was yelling and screaming at him. And they tried to open the car door, pull, grab him by his shirt, or really more touching him, and uh, eventually pepper sprayed him. So before we get into that conversation, if you want, you can tell people what makes you qualified to even speak on this. You can tell us. Oh, <laughs> you know, I work, uh, I do police work out here in the L.A. area. I've been doing it for... Uh... 19 years now mm-hmm. and so I've had experience with uh, pulling people over getting people out of the car mm-hmm. people who don't want to get out of the car mm-hmm. stolen vehicles all of the above now this situation you would say is routine or not routine <clears throat> um, I would say it's different than how we would do it here in LA Okay. because it sounds like what they were I looked at it once I didn't pay too much attention to it okay i thought it was like usually just hype it up but from what i could see i don't know their tactics are definitely different than what we would do here what what, would would the, what are those tactics some, uh, okay for uh they stopped him i guess he didn't have any plates on the vehicle mm-hmm. and and he had a tent and they were ordering him out of the car 
um, we wouldn't order anyone out of the car. I know, I'm sure you guys have seen, you've seen before that you normally want people to stay in the car. You don't want them coming out. Um, um, there's plenty of things. Like, for instance, you don't know how many people are in that car. So he's already ordering them out. He doesn't know if there's four people in the back seat and there's only two officers. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to be ordering them out. That's our tactics. I don't agree with their tactics. They're ordering him out of okay. the vehicle. Um, they should have approached the car, you know, one on the driver's side and one on the passenger side. Just like I'm sure we've all been pulled over out here in the LA area. That's how most agencies do it here. And then from there, you have control over him where you can see his hands and he can't, you know, any quick movements, you have the upper hand on him where he's seated and he has to, if he has a weapon or something, you're already, you're in control of the situation. But ordering him out of the car, he could come out with a gun or he could come out, he and his friends, if, or even without, let's say they don't even have a gun. If four guys get out of the car and take off in separate directions, you don't have enough people there to chase them. Now, so I don't understand that. Couldn't they just pull the gun out of the car no matter what? Like, they could just shoot through the window? Yes. Yes, but when you're approaching the car, they can't really see you when you're approaching. So that's why we keep people in the car. Because it's not as easy to um, to grab your weapon while seated. Okay. And, and be maneuverable from turn and shoot someone from behind. It happens. Of course, you can shoot someone as soon as they come up to the window. But uh, you're less likely to have that incident than you are getting someone out of the car. Because like I said, getting him out of the car, he could run or multiple people could run or multiple people could come out and shoot. So that, that part of that, I don't understand that tactics, or, nor would we do that here in L.A. So Derek, um, then from there I'm on, sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Derek. Uh, my name is Sunil. Um, I want to just thank you for you know, taking the time because we really... Uh, Getting your perspective, I think, is going to help us out a lot. I think for me, um, the thing that was the most troubling was the conversation that was being had. So I understand that we're seeing the video um, not from the beginning. You know, it could be at any point um, in it. But as far as, like, just the demeanor of the lieutenant that was in the car, um, the tone in which he was speaking, you know, the words that he was saying, you know, he clearly... You can hear audibly saying, you know, I'm a little afraid to get out of the car. And then you hear clearly the cops say, well, you should be afraid. Now, one of the things that I think the dynamic around, you know, stuff being so heightened is uh, there seems to be uh, kind of like uh, it doesn't seem that de-escalation is a primary thought process um, or it doesn't at least in these videos and and I also know that there's a narrative being spewed, but I'm saying, like, can you tell us a little bit about, like, how de-escalation is trained through, uh, through uh, as a police officer? And what are, what are, is that even a primary focus as far as, like, in a situation like this to de-escalate versus where, where it went? Um, yeah, I have a lot there, but I'm going to try to get it all. First, <laughs> Sorry. I'll say that. But, you know, that's fine. The, the, that don't comply with orders, there's a reason they don't. Um, the, if you stop them and you're telling them right now, put your hands out the window from this video, the first thing he did was say, well, why? Okay, turn off the car. Well, why do I have to do that? And um, as I spoke to a friend of mine earlier and I told him, 
if he was really afraid, you wouldn't, you would comply with orders. Someone who isn't afraid defies orders. And I'll give you an example of that. For instance, if, uh, if you are being held up, if someone comes to carjack you, you are deathly afraid, correct? A stranger comes up, points the gun at you and says, get out. Do you defy his orders and say, no, why do you want my car? You say, take the car. I'm out of here. Because now you're, you're deathly afraid. So in, his, in this situation, when the minute the officer says, put your hands out, and he says, why? The officer now thinks, at least I would, and most of us would say, there's a reason why he's defying our orders. He's up to something. Because most people want to comply and do not want to get pepper sprayed, shot, injured, ticketed, abused, whatever it is. So that kind of gets the officers in a higher sense of awareness the minute he does not want to comply and putting his hands out. Because that's simple. Why wouldn't anybody not want to put your hands out? And then when they tell him, open the door, well, why do I have to do that? And he answers, well, well, why are you here? I don't know what I did wrong. All of that, they tried and they said, just open it and we'll talk to you. And, well, I'm, I'm afraid. Well, why do I need to do that? Now the officers cannot de-escalate that from there because now he's not complying. So it's just either do it or we're going to do it for you or there's going to be force use. Now, Whereas I, I, de-escalation – go ahead. Well, I, I kind of see that as an issue, right? Because so I, I think – I understand like we're supposed to listen to cops and I understand it's a tough job and all that kind of stuff, but – I think that you somebody I think somebody should be able to ask why are you pulling me over and get that answer not before that, I have to comply. Not at that no, not at that point. Not at that point. You're better off going along with it. But that's what I'm saying. When you say you're better off, that's the issue, right? Because now we're not talking about we're talking about people making choices. We're not talking about um something that's like specific. Because if a cop, to my understanding, and I could be completely wrong, to my understanding, if I get pulled over by a cop, I have the right to know why I'm being pulled over or why they're stopping me. And I understand the cop should, cop needs to be able to feel safe as well. But I think it should be, I think I should understand why I'm being pulled over before I have to start okay. doing everything so, that the cops tells me to do. <laughs> Is that wrong? So, so in, yes. Because what is he? What is he asking you to do that you feel that you need to know why first? He's asking you to get out of the car. So do you feel like if he said, "I'm asking you to get out of the car because we believe you have tinted windows and this car may be stolen," then you'll say, "Well, this car isn't stolen." Yes, but we need you to get out of the car so we can check. So then, oh well, I don't want to get out of the car. That's what you told me, and it'll keep. It'll be a back and forth. Right, so but don't you see in this situation that? The car wasn't stolen, so the cops were wrong. How would we? How would you know that? How would you know the car wasn't stolen? Well, that's what I'm saying. But but so it's okay for cops to think that you're yeah. you're you're guilty because before it makes. No, you're not guilty. It's you're investigating why the car doesn't have plates and who this person is. That's okay. why I again I don't agree with pulling them out. But if their taxes are to get them out of the vehicle, you get them out. What is? Who are you? Where's your ID? Whose car is this? It's over with. Go on your way. But, but the minute the noncompliance begins, the officers have to overcome that and say, no, we're ordering you out now. You don't tell us when you want to come out or why you don't want to come out. 
you have to get out now. Because this would be a cat and mouse game that would never end. Yeah, I guess I've never had be- a I've never been in a situation where the co- the first thing the cops are doing is pulling out their weapons, right? I think that usually most well, of the yeah, most and- of the time I'm pull I'm pulled over, my I put my leave my hands on the wheels, turn my lights on, and I just say officer they, then usually well, it's like right. do you know why i pulled you over kind of conversation it's never what i saw in this video which i feel like if i was in his situation i would feel completely the same way like you're pulling your guns out before you're telling me why you even pulled me over i think that's a that that but, already yeah, heightens that, the situation all right well i'll i'll give it to a separate every way we can't have this conversation on what 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 we are thinking that we don't have to convey to you. So in all these situations, we believe this car was involved in a carjacking. Well, that's not me. Then the next one. Okay, we believe that this car it was involved in a in a child sex operation. I wasn't involved in that. It can't. It will never end. That's why what we say when we say get out, so we can see what's going on. It would. It can't. You can't have this conversation in that situation number two the reason why the guns were out from what it seems like to me is when you pull someone over with like that where it has no registration um or no plates those are usually um the hair goes up in the in your head in in your arm the back of your neck saying something's wrong here because most cars have plates so the minute a used car like that doesn't have plates it doesn't have the temporary sticker on it something's up and then once the driver is non-compliant, okay, something is really up. Now, none of this has anything to do with race, because I could tell you it would be the same difference if it was, regardless of the race of the vehicle of the driver. So when the person just doesn't comply, and it's at night, and they're driving a vehicle with no plates, no identification something's telling you something's up especially when he starts to be non-compliant so you have to take every precaution in getting that person out and bringing him to you or approaching the vehicle because you know now if it was 2 2 p.m with no tent and you could see right through the car and you see it's one person the situation is a little different but here you can't just say oh i'm not going to pull out my gun because he's going to be afraid because the officers are also afraid because there, I know in my experience, I would think something's definitely going on here. Why doesn't he have a plate? Why did he stop at this location? And why is he not listening to me? Now I understand everything That's you're not- saying, right? I, I I do get it, and I and I get the uh, thought process. Now, where the uh, where it goes a little bit weird for me is the officer has drawn his gun. And he's approaching the car. He's yelling. He's screaming. He's telling the guy to do the, to to get out of the car. Now, for me, I completely understand why a person who is scared doesn't want to put his hands down because if he puts his hand down, it could it could cost him his life. You know, not to say that it yeah. would, but it could. You cool. know, it could. So I can understand if he's kind of stuck in fear, not exactly knowing what to do because his hands are up. He doesn't want to put them down. Why, if after the guy has put his hands up, he show he's showing that he's not really much of a threat. Can't the officer take a step backwards, keep his gun drawn 
and lower his tone for a quick moment and just say, okay, as long as you comply with everything I tell you to do, you'll be fine. Put your hands down, unbuckle your seatbelt. Let the guy do that. Now, if the guy puts his hands down and he starts wilding out, shoot him. But that's not what happened. The guy showed that he, you know, he was willing to, he, he wasn't willing to like do something crazy. So why couldn't the officer Hold just on, do I'll that? Hold on, stop you right there. Yes. Let me stop you right there. Tell How me. do you know he wasn't willing to do something crazy? Because he put his hands up and he was like, I don't want to put my hands down. So if he okay, says, I don't want to put want my to hands do... down, where's he going to get the gun or the knife from? But that's, there, there lies the issue. He's putting his hands up because I don't want to do anything crazy. Okay, well, then why don't you open the door and step out? But that's the thing. If I open up that door, I'm lowering one of my hand, hands outside of your point of view, and that yeah, could be an issue. No. No, so for me, no, I don't, I just it, don't understand. Your, no, you open it with your right hand and you open the door. You're fine. That's why he's ordering him to do it like that. You can see both hands. So Derek, here's if where. He doesn't want it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If he doesn't want an issue, if he didn't want an issue, why didn't he just open the door? Well, Derek, there's a, there's a big point that I think is being. So in that video, he was saying, I'm a little afraid to come out of the car. And the cop said, you should be afraid. So I think that changes the whole dynamic of everything at that point. Yeah, now, I, yeah, that's something I wouldn't say. You should be afraid. Yeah, but that's a big, that's a big, I think that puts into context all of the answers that you're, all the questions, answers all the questions you're asking. Why didn't he do this? Why didn't uh, he do that? But when a cop says you should be afraid, now at that point, I'm thinking life or death. I'm not thinking I have I, I'm, I have a reason to be afraid. He just get sure, he just, he I'll just correct you. go ahead. Sure, but I'll correct you. Once that officer that officer took several minutes to approach and say you should be afraid. He could have been out of that car ten minutes before that because it took him a few minutes to approach the car. Correct. That's why he approached and said you should be afraid. I'm not agreeing with him saying you should be afraid, but. He was there several minutes, turn off the vehicle, get out of the car. Turn off the vehicle, get out of 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 the vehicle. That's not a person that's afraid. Yeah. So I've, I have, and like <laughs> I said, I haven't seen from the beginning, I've only seen the clip where it kind of was already escalated at that point. So I don't know the context right. before. And have you seen a video from the beginning to the yeah, end? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it and I just like, because for me, the way I see it, most of these videos, or even they become a story, is because there's the racial element behind it, which is what I don't agree with. Because these, that's why, that's why they're making a story of it. If this was a white person, you would even know, or nor would anyone care about it. But because this person is a person of color, it now becomes. Look how the officers treat. Uh, a military veteran of a person of color and it, that becomes the narrative where that happens all the time with every color because you can't tell me that those officers knew what race the guy was with tinted windows at night from 20 yards back until he puts his window down <laughs> so that's why that's why when i saw the video i was like nah this is bs this is just this is just again trying to push that narrative um, even though I don't agree with the officer's tactic, I don't agree with him saying um, you should be afraid. But 
So what about the excessive yelling to me? Like, couldn't he have, (laughs) like, I understand why it sounds goofy, but to me, I'm like, if he could just take a step back, keep his gun drawn, there's two of them there. So if the guy tried to do anything funny, the other cop who's there could have just shot shot him, you know? So the guy could have, why are you laughing? (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, you can't just shoot someone. No, but I'm saying, I'm just saying if a guy, if he like runs out of the car or he tries to do something like that, (laughs) right? But I'm saying, is there not a way where the officer could have kept his distance, kept his gun drawn and gave him directions without having to scream and yell? Because I think that adds on to why the guy is scared. Like not necessarily scared, but he's He's thrown off. Like he's in a position where this guy's yelling at me. He has a gun out. You remember what happened to Daniel Shaver in that uh, in that uh, um, hotel where the cop is yelling and screaming at him, and then the moment his pants started falling down, they shot him to death. So it's like nah, you're laughing, but uh, I don't know. We've seen this before, and it happened to a white guy. <laughs> I think and that it happened to a white guy. Yeah. I think the problem, Derek, is. You're talking like in the moment, you don't know if you have uh, a, a cop that knows how to handle themselves or doesn't know how to handle themselves. So if somebody is afraid, you don't know which cop you have. Like the, everything you're saying and the way that you're saying, there's a very logical reason for it. And obviously we're speaking in a calm demeanor and it's not heightened awareness and all this kind of stuff. But when you see it on video and you see it in real life, like, I, I could see my I could see both sides of what you're saying, but I also see that I kind of put the onus on the cop to handle themselves a little bit better than I put it on whomever they're pulling over because that could be an innocent person, it could be a criminal. I understand you guys got to stay safe, but also I don't think anything was being solved in that situation either with how it got escalated as well. Well, I, I know that uh, Senator here, Kelby said earlier that. These, uh, the yelling, you know, if you, you can't go there and say, can you please open the door? Not even say please, but if you don't give loud and very clear instructions, people often say, I didn't hear you, nor did I understand what he was saying. So the instructions are very loud and very simple. Open the door with your right hand. Step out of the vehicle. So no one could say, I didn't understand or I didn't hear you. So you have to use, you use that tone. And then I'm sure these, these guys too, they have the human factor comes in where they're now frustrated with this guy that doesn't want to get out. So now they begin yelling and they get louder because now he's being more defiant. So it's human nature that when someone is more defiant, you don't get, your voice doesn't lower. So they get more, get more frustrated with him. Uh, they start saying things like, you're going to be hurt if you don't listen. You want to, do you want, I think he said something like, you want to ride the lightning? He <laughs> did say, he said something like tased, that. Yeah. yeah, which means just getting tased. I mean, all of that stuff, he's kind of, in the moment, you start yelling and saying things like, you want to ride the lightning. I mean, you say that to someone, they have no idea what the heck that means. Sure. And <laughs> so, I, but I also think that, yeah, that so, I think that's where it gets a little bit tricky because it seems like this officer was not handling the situation properly. I think they were handling yeah, it by, they, the, think, but by the book as far as the steps you need to take. But as far as the tone he took, and maybe not the tone, but the actual words he was saying, like, you should be afraid. Yeah. Do you want, like, threaten, yeah. in a threatening term, like, 
okay, at this point, you don't seem like somebody who should be in a high pressure situation with a gun out. You know, like it, all it takes is a, a twitch of the finger and that, that whole situation goes left, you know? So how do you, yeah. I know you, you're, what you're saying is I, I, I'm not one of these defund the police type people. I, I totally understand the, um, the severity of those situations. It could have gone totally bad for the cops if that was a, to a different situation and the person they were pulling over had a different, you know, mindset or whatever the case may be. But how do you, how, I guess my question is what kind of training is being done or what's being done? Like how would the police chief look at this situation and how would they coach this cop or would there be any reprimands for this cop? Like what, what happens to this cop? Or what do you think should happen to this cop? Wow, that's a lot there. Um, you know, I hope these guys, they do know that they have their cameras on them. And everything is recorded and everything is reviewed. There's nothing that gets deleted out of the, the dash cam or the body cam. So everything will get reviewed. Um, so they have to know that all of their actions are being recorded. So the things that he is saying, um, I hope he probably knows better and he probably knows that those things are okay. I'm assuming other department. The cop knows um, that what he's say saying things. is okay. Yes. He probably okay. assumes what he's doing and saying is okay because he's got his camera and the dash cam. Okay. And he knows that this guy is recording. Um, I know, I don't know how their department is, but as for us, yeah, you'll get talked to for saying things like, um, you're going to ride the lightning. <laughs> yeah. No, but they, you know, in terms of yelling, um, would they be reprimanded for any of this? Uh, probably not. Um, they might just tell them that in order to to save face, you still kind of write the guy a sight. Because now by not giving him any sight, it looks like you had no reason to pull him, pull him over. But by writing him the sight, at least for the tinted windows or something, you were justified in what you did in at least stopping him. But now by giving them nothing, you're kind of saying, yeah, we, we were just on a fishing expedition. We didn't see anything. Um, I don't know if they would get, they're not going to be reprimanded in any way. I mean, the language and yelling. Even pepper eh, spraying? Probably not. Pepper spraying, no. They could have called a supervisor out, but uh, pepper spraying, if someone's non-compliant and wants to get out, no pepper spraying. At that level of force, non-compliant pepper sprays is proper. So even with uh, the virality of the video, do you think that these guys will just lose their jobs just because it went viral and everybody has a bad taste in their mouth? <laughs> Great question. Yes. There's no way they're going to have these guys on the street anytime soon. I don't know if they'll lose their job, but they may just put them doing desk duty for a while because since they're so popular right now, could you imagine they stop one more person? All that person has to do is, oh, my God, I'm in fear because this guy, I probably treated the last person. They'll never have that. They don't, no one would want that liability. So either you hide them inside the station for the next year until this blows over, or you get rid of them because you don't want the, the headache of the rest of the, that little town or wherever they live knowing who these guys are and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm in fear now. This is the same guy who pepper sprayed that dude. I don't want to get that dude. And I see, and then people would come up with all the accusations saying, I know how to treat people of color. I know how to treat military people. So now I'm going to behave this way. And then you're, you're in a world of hurt. 
So it's better off either that you fire them, not because they did anything wrong, but just either fire them or tell them just resign or just hide them inside the station for the next year or two. My last question. Nothing you, good about having them. Yeah. Last uh, there. Um, my last question for you is about, um, about lawsuits. The guy in the car, does he have a lawsuit on his hands? Yes. Yes. Um, because yeah, there, he could say that his civil rights were violated and most departments are not want to take that to court and fight that. They will normally just pay the person out especially something that they said is so high profile, they're just going to pay them out. They're not saying that they're at fault. They're not, uh, they're not, anyone's not getting fault. They're just saying, we are not going to take this to court and cost us a ton of money. Here's a check for, what do you guys think that's worth? 200,000, 250,000, 150,000. And they'll just write them a check and say, we're done. They're not going to uh, go into court and bringing up all of the officers' uh, previous uses of force or bringing up his history and all that. They'll rather not spend all of that time and money and embarrassment. They'll just pay. Police departments normally just pay the people out whenever there's an issue like this. I know what I'm about to try and do tonight. (laughs) 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 This whole setup's going to be all around your car. (laughs) I will catch that cop in 4K. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you you get the, you know, make sure you get the high dollar police departments, you know, like Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, Irvine. They have money. I'm in there. Or the county. They uh-huh. have money. You know, don't don't go to a tiny city like Baldwin Park. I'm going to the broke precincts. <laughs> yeah, don't go over there. You go to those you go to areas. Don't be going I, to Inglewood. Inglewood <laughs> PD probably won't Inglewood. pay you out that well. It would be just my luck that I get pulled over and they're so nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> they'll uh, maybe put a they'll maybe put your name somewhere at SoFi Stadium if it's uh, Inglewood, but everywhere else they'll they'll, they'll pay you out. That's no that's that's as joking as we're saying it, that is very true. They um I know my department pays out people all the time. Mm. If you get in a car accident, if we're responding license sirens and we hit somebody, that person is paid. Uh, especially depending on their uh, injury level. Um, if they just get a couple scratches or something, they're getting paid. Broken bones, they're getting paid. Their retirement money, that's it. Yes, they're getting paid. Hospitalization, paid. Wow. Car accident, <sighs> yeah, anything. Damn, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, how that works. They're just paying them out. They're, they're not going to take that to court. And that's tax not money, it. ain't it? No. Yes, it is. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you, thank you so yeah. much for being on the show. Appreciate it, Dick. Yeah. Now our problem, guys. Any other questions? Feel free. All right. Take care. All right, bye. Chris, how do you feel about that? Uh, I. It comes back to I think we talked about this on the Black Soldier podcast, where it's like never heard of it. Well, okay. The previous podcast <laughs> where you were talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it comes back to like 
don't take everything with a grain of salt. Look at the whole picture before you start with stuff. And it's valid points on, on both sides. I definitely see it from your guys' side, from Derek's side. Um, well, and I had my own opinions before previous. Um, it's, it's just something that they have to think about every day. And if you think about, I don't know, where did it take place? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Virginia. Well, I, I should say, like, if they're, they they don't get a lot of calls in that section, they're just driving around for 90% of it and just looking. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this kind of big call shows up, mm-hmm. and then they have to respond to it. And not to say that it's been a while <laughs> since they had to respond to a call, <laughs> but it's like... They're rusty. Your, your knee-jerk reaction is to is to defend yourself uh-huh. and your knee-jerk reaction is to get the job done. And if he's not even paying attention or if he, if he's claiming to be scared and stuff like that and he won't get out the car uh-huh. and you're just, no matter how many times you say this thing, he still won't get out the car. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, got- I get it. Cause when I watched it, a, a little bit of me was like, bro, get out of the car. But at the same time, a lot of me was like, don't let your hand not be seen, you know? So it's just this. But for me, if I'm in the car and I am scared and I do play what he, not play, but do exactly what he did. I let my, my hands out the car. I keep telling him I, I don't want to put my hands down. I'm going to verbalize myself if by the millionth time he's yelling at me and I'm freaking out, I'm going to verbalize myself. Okay, I'm reaching for the handle slowly with my right hand. I'm only going for the handle. I'm opening it slowly. I am now reaching for my seatbelt, which I, I think at the middle of the video, he finally was like, I'm going to reach for my seatbelt now. I and did the cop that, was yeah. like, oh, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. That's fine. Just get out of the car. Right. But that was after having to yell at him, pepper spray him, all this other kind of stuff. See, I think that in this situation, we're asking a lot of the guy that's in the car. Who isn't, even though, who in this case is a military person, but in most cases shouldn't be trained in the way that the cop is trained. And what I mean by that is it seemed like, you know, and I think Derek did a really great job explaining it, but the tone that I also got was that the person in the car should be, was at fault for not doing this, 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 and this. Which I see why, because clearly that situation, if if the, the person in the car didn't want to go to jail and wanted to just like, you know, that was a stolen car and, you know, it could have gone completely left. They did have a weapon. They, they decided to like, yeah. you know, it could have been that way. So I understand why the cops are afraid. Sort but of. when somebody says, when you see the person and he's in military garb and you see the tone in which he, because the guy never raised his voice to my understanding. He, he was calm the whole time. Yeah. And maybe he was uncompliant but he also said i'm a little bit afraid so if that's the case i'm a little bit afraid i think the cop should have more who's been trained who's getting paid to be in this situation his job is to be like okay like you said let me i understand you're you're afraid we're afraid too but let's get through this together and you know, this is what I need you to do. If you do this, I will do this. You know, Man, Derek would have laughed at you. <laughs> they would. They would. But to play devil's advocate, if I'm a cop and you're a bad person, 
I'm assuming because I again, how am I supposed to know you're you're just legitimately scared? How am I gonna tell you I'm afraid too? Maybe and, don't and say afraid, but I'm saying I just use those to words too. What I'm saying is the t- I'm a little bit afraid because as soon as I and say the cop it, said you should be afraid. At that point, I'm not doing anything this cop says because at this point, I'm afraid that this cop might kill me. So I'm going to put myself in the best situation not to die. So my hands are going to be on me. If you touch me, I'm pushing you off me. Now, at that point, you have to deal with the repercussions. He got pepper sprayed and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't put the onus on him. He He got pepper sprayed before he got out of the car. Yeah, but he got pepper sprayed after he said, I'm not, I'm afraid. He got pepper sprayed after the cop said, you should be afraid. Like, a cop telling me you should be afraid doesn't make me want to be more compliant. That wasn't at all what you should have said. You know what this makes me think of? I am very bad at getting pulled over. (laughs) Right on. Yo, every time I've been pulled over, my wallet has been deep into some other bag. When the (laughs) cop gets there, I put the window down all lazy. What up? <laughs> he tells you, kid, where's your wallet? Oh, let me get yeah. it real quick. No, All for right, sure, yeah, I yeah, legitimately yeah. do that. Like, it's, I just be like, it's right. <laughs> Digging through a bunch of things. And the cop is never, like, ready to shoot me. But I'm probably lucky. Right. Because I've been pulled over a lot. Right? I've been pulled over a decent amount. And I've never thought about... Like, I'm going to put my hands on the wheel. I'm going to put all my windows down. I've never thought that. There are so many times that a cop has come to my window and they had to knock and I put it all, I put it down <laughs> leisurely. <laughs> I just be like, what's going on, brother? You know, and like, That's you know what's me. funny? So many times cops have been like, I'm going to give you this ticket, but you're a good guy. I've got, I got that at least five times. I've always been the opposite. I'm always... My windows go down, my music gets turned off, my lights go on before the cop's even out of his car. I do turn the music on. And then they come up to the window. Oh, this is a good song. I'm looking. <laughs> Yo, you're a distract officer. <laughs> Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Yo, here. I was listening to this hey, on headphones. Say, hey, they're, say, they're saying your name in the song. Um, but, uh, this you? Officer Derek. That's crazy. But, um... <laughs> But I always and I always say they say license and registrations. I say I'm gonna I'm gonna go into my glove compartment to pull out my registration. Is that okay? Like I ask for permission from the officers because I I and sometimes I would say sometimes most of the time the cops are not like overly aggressive and stuff like that. But there have been cases where the cops are like coming out and they're complete assholes for no reason. And because I've been um, calm and asking permission, all this kind of, I guess, submissive in, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, they've changed their tone. Mm. And so, like, I think that in this case, I would have loved to see the officer change his tone. I, I would have as well. But that, I only say that because my experience, I've only had one bad experience with an officer, if not two, but I, one real bad one that I remember very, very well. Um, and even until the end of that, it didn't end up, like, super bad. But it was bad because they, they were not listening to me. I was in a car with a Caucasian woman, mm-hmm. and t- that was their priority. And for me, it was like, shut up. You know, you don't talk until the white woman speaks. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was just like, damn. Like, I, I th- 
<laughs> What's funny is other people would take it a completely different way. And Kilby just like, damn. Why sucks. aren't you showing me my respect? See, I, I was like, this is my car. Wow. <laughs> you See, know, and but, all this whole time you could have been fishing for that two fifty. I could have. No, Derek, when that happened, it was like five years ago. Uh-huh. He was like, you should have uh, sued because the way they came about my car was nuts. It was nuts. But the, the, there was one time a car around this neighborhood followed me pretty much from like, ha, like the freeway to my neighborhood. Like right here. This, this is like a seven a minute drive. Yeah. And then they pulled me over. And I was like, I know I ain't doing nothing wrong. So <laughs> they came to the window. And I put the window down. And the guy and the cop looked at me and he just kind of had like this confused look on his face. And he was like, he tapped my window. He was like, just want to tell you have a good night. He turned around, started walking back to his car. And I was like, hey, come here. And he was like, yeah, what's up? Like super nice. I was like, who's going to pay for new, my, new, my new pair of pants? And he was like, ah, you funny guy. And then he just left. So they were like <laughs> looking for somebody and they thought it was me. But... I was like, in a, in a weird way, f- scared. Because I think s- what's scarier is when a cop follows you for a long time oh, yeah. right? versus when they just stop you. Like, when they stop you, I'm just like, come on in, I was speeding, right? But when they follow <laughs> yeah, you yeah, for a yeah. long time, you probably feel like... Now they might be angry. Yeah, like, either they're angry or they think they're, like, 90% sure that they know what's happening. So I was very, like, what's happening, you know? But he just immediately was just like... Ah. Just want to tell you, have a good night. I was like, what the heck? So I tried to joke around with him and he joked back with me. I, I, I even got pulled over. I raced with a cop. Oh. Go ahead. Yo, you are, you, every, every person that's listening to this right now is like, Kelby, you are wild right now. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you know what? That was prestige time. Oh, wow. I'm not going to say too much about that. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. But, um, that 2000 Camry go crazy on the freeway. Huh? Same. But the money, the, the money <laughs> isn't actually deals. dealing with cops. The money is in complaining about cops. It sure is. Because yeah. uh, you talk, you you see this B, creator of BLM buying her fourth house. Oh lord! Woo! I think it has a, a helipad on it. Oh my goodness! Get out of here! It doesn't have a helipad. Yeah, that's what I heard. For what? My friend told me that. that um, I don't think so. It's just a regular house. It's a 1.4 million dollar house out here in LA. Just a regular house, but it's her nah, fourth house hey, that since point 2016. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm I'm to read it to you. Let me see. Tell me why the creator of BLM is buying her fourth property and she doesn't have a job other than BLM. Well, she needs to be in every town where the rallies are. Oh, but, oh B&Bs aren't good enough? You got to have property? Come on now. It's all about growing... Like, you don't know what her investment portfolio looks like. My hey, goodness. I'm all about capitalism, but when you, when you uh, quote-unquote Marxist organization... Oh, Lord. You know, what's, you know what's crazy? Before I get into this. Um, okay, so here it is. Yeah, she said that uh, it has a helipad. One of the houses has a helipad. Maybe. I, I said it's just so that they could get to the rallies faster. That's it. It's but all about convenience. Here's my, here's my thing, kind of off of this. Somebody this week asked me to touch my hair. Touch your hair? You said no, right? Your hair? Yeah. Your hair ain't even special. Dang. <laughs> 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 
Don't you talk about that trash on your head? <laughs> I never will call you. Where we at? My bad. Was that too real? It's worse than when the cops stop me for having a white woman. I ain't even whistle at it. What was this? Your barber? No. <laughs> it was a white guy. Wow. Yeah, he asked if he could touch my hair. Um, and it's something that used to bother me a lot. Because, A, people used to not ask. They just touch it. Because I had waves in my hair. Mm. And so people would just be like, ooh, that's crazy. Seasick. And I was like, yo, I promise I will shoot you. I'm cool with cops, bro. I race them. They love me. Right? But this guy, he, he, his hand was already kind of outstretched. And he was like, can I touch it? And he like pulled this, this tiny speck right here. And he was like, that's real hair. And I was like. <laughs> oh, he was impressed by your hairline. You could have asked me. He was, yeah. He was impressed by yeah, the hairline. He was impressed by the hair. He was like, oh, snap. You have a strong hairline. I was like, yeah. This is, all I got to do is keep pushing it back. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it clean, though. I keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that you, that, I mean, it happens a lot. And most of the time I do the swerve. Mm -hmm. But uh, this time I was just like, I, I, I guess so. You know? I always wonder what they think they're going to touch. Like. <laughs> I don't know what they're expecting. Yeah. What the expectations are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's definitely a weird question. You've, like, never, you've never wanted to touch black people here? I mean, I, I think I'm enough in the culture where I've been able to, regardless, like. But, like, it's never been, like, hmm, I'm really interested in here. It's because texture. you've already had the experience. Probably. A white guy is like, I have never, ever felt bored. And let's be, let's be honest. A lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, black people hair is the same hair from my culture. Is it? They wear an Indian hair anyways. Oh! Wow! There is here to a young too. child in India walking around ball-headed so that women out here could be having that long black hair. It's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> it's an investment. Oh, my gosh. The black, black queens, his Instagram is so <laughs> real. Sue <laughs> Neal. Okay, I just want to make sure I put the E in there. S-U, not... S-S-E Samuel S-C-U Yeah Dang that's intense Yeah well prayers to the people at Black Lives Matter Um I, I <laughs> You say was their arm I I I um I, I, I like the intention Like I think that the people outside of the organization Have The right intention sort of But uh we hear a lot of not so great stories of these people. And even if it's not, even if it's like, it's not bad that she bought a house. I, I, I get it. Like it's, she legally funded her house. It's just weird optics, you know, it's just weird optics. Um, but when it's partnered with eh. that, there's stories about nobody else is receiving money. Any of these, the, the groups that are in these cities actually wanting to do the work aren't seeing any of this BLM money, but for some reason, the founders are being able to go buy more well, properties than... Now I have to show you something that Devion shared with me a while back. I just think sometimes 
the people that are getting the money aren't always the people that are doing the work. Because there needs to be work done. Work done, right? Chris, can you turn my phone on? Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. BLM finally released their financials for last year. This organization took in over $90 million in donations last year, and a whopping $21.7 million were dispersed out through local BLM chapters. But the kicker, not a single fucking dollar went to helping anybody. I wish this was on my main page. I wish it was on my... You don't understand how fucking lucky you are this isn't on my main page. I'm about to eat through your shit. So not only did you choose the New York Post when there are other more credible sources, your own source does not come to the conclusion you did. And if you would have, you know, clicked the impact statement thing in red, it would have taken you to the main source of the article. Scroll to page 22, it shows you the list of all the foundations that 21 million went to. And what's this? The fucking money went towards helping black people? Oh! Then where the fuck you get this conclusion from? Hmm? I mean, you guys say that the left uses the word racist too often. But what the fuck else are we meant to call it when you deliberately lie to smear the biggest black social justice movement in the country? So at Sierra Mist, wanna explain this fucking comment? And everyone else in the fucking comments, provide me an explanation as to how using Google was that hard. So he's saying 21 out of 90 is good. Well, listen. Can I, get, can I just interject? <clears throat> this gentleman's handle... Is Sierra Mist? That's what right. kind of bland human being <laughs> said? Soda. You know what's the best soda? <laughs> Bubbles. Seven up was taken. Seven up. What is it? Sprite Seven was up was taken. Sprite was taken. Come on. Your name is Sierra, Sierra Mist. Is a good nineties drink, early two thousands drink. Sierra Stop. Mist has that extra pop if you want it. But to live yeah. your entire life. He's probably a former Mountain Dewer, had seven sperms left, and he said, nah. <laughs> He said, you know what? <laughs> Let me swap on over. I want to have a kid or two. Right. Uh, so, yeah. What, do you, what must you say about that? I mean, my whole point is that it seems like the money, it's always a small portion of the money that's going to actually the people. Now, I have to ask you this. Right. How expensive is it to run BLM? No idea. What does BLM do? I had the impression that they bailed people out of jail. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, like, okay. The reason why I think that is because when there were riots happening, I believe Kamala Harris had said something about like there's a fund for people who are getting bailed out of jail for right. getting arrested at the riots. I don't so think that was I thought that BLM, was BLM. No. Oh. That's a different. Boy, am I the worst black. <laughs> it might be I like it might be all under the same cuz maybe the umbrella of BLM is encompassing more as, as far I'm as like sure colloquially like people think this is all BLM when it might not be BLM but it's under the same kind of like social justice cuz I think anything social justice now gets like gets construed with BLM. Whether it is or isn't, it's just like that's the way the right is gonna attack. You know, BLM is everything's BLM, and you know, yeah. so it's the time. It's the times <clears throat> today, but like from the research that I've done, and from like uh, people that are organizations that are actually doing work and stuff like that. Either maybe the money's come now, but it seemed like it took a while for the money to come, or they weren't seeing any money, or they haven't seen any money yet. So. Well, just know. like any other nonprofit, which I know Black Lives Matter is not a nonprofit organization, um, they give like five percent or something like that to the actual cause, and um, 
I, I, I do understand that there's cost to being an organization. You know, like people that work there, um, people that get more donations, people that, you know, create the content for us to watch, that all this stuff, you know. So I, I'm sure it's expensive to run. Um, but that's why I also say it's kind of bad optics. It's not illegal. You didn't do anything wrong. But it is just weird, especially in a time when people keep saying, like, we didn't see anything that Black Lives Matter did. And then for the person who <clears throat> one of the people who is who's at the helm of it, buying their fourth home for one point four million dollars. It's just like it, it makes people feel uneasy, you know, because some people really like they really care like right. they, you know and this is their, their I would one say most thing. of the people I would say yeah like but I mean like about the organization right. and the mission of the organization and what they feel the organization is doing so they don't just like people don't like to see rich pastors they like it, it, it's a little bit weird to see people who are getting rich who are supposed to be these like community people right. you know and it kind of reminds me a little bit of of like career politicians for who, sure you know, who, like, their job is supposed to be to be for the people. Public and then serving. they're, like, way, yeah. like, they're living this lavish life. And the people that they're supposed to be about are, eh, right. you know. So it's it just. It's bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do understand. If there's a riot going on in Austin, I got to get in a helicopter. <laughs> got to be in and out. I got to go upstairs. It's true. Do you think I'm going to sit in traffic to go to LAX? Or, boy, you crazy. Or fly commercial? Way more airports you could put a, you could get a flight. But fly commercial? Come on. Ooh, there's actually one right down the street with a private, private thing. Uh, yeah. Well, either way, uh, hey, props to her, man. I'm not hating on anybody's success. Like you said, it's just optics and. We yeah. live in a capitalistic society, so it ain't tricking if you got it. Yeah, I ain't even mad at it. So long as T.I. doesn't say anything. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get off of depressing things. Please. This is a real weird intro. Yeah. Let's so, have some fun. <laughs> welcome to the... <laughs> no, but it's important. Like, it's important to... Yeah, cause definitely. These conversations happen in random places. Right, you know, I've been. I went to the gym and had a conversation like this with somebody who was sweating next to me. So I, I understand, and I think it's important that we talk about. Um, but at the same time, Kid Cudi's wearing the dress on SNL. I saw that. <laughs> so people are saying that Kid Cudi wearing that dress is him saying he wants a second shot. Tell, explain that to me. So on his own ability and talent he got that first wind of fame where people recognize kid cuddy as one of the greats right he's this guy who transformed music he's tra he transformed kanye west he has an entire generation of children as far as artists go and he's that guy but since 2012 or so 13 he just hasn't been that guy you know he's had few moments but Aside from that, nothing crazy. So people are saying that this was his check to the Illuminati, that he has to embarrass himself in order to gain their favor, just like he's getting inducted into a, 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 a some kind of creepy organization. And now that he's done this, 
his Kurt Cobain moment, he's going to get his second wind type thing. That's what I heard. I heard it had to do like a homage to Kurt Cobain. Uh, okay. But I, I don't, I guess that Kurt Cobain moment, maybe I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention during that time when Kurt Cobain wore the dress. I didn't know that, that he wore a dress. I saw it. It's not the same dress. It's somewhat similar. They have, they both have flower patterns. Um, okay. But was that supposedly like the reason why Kurt Cobain did it as well? Like he got well, more famous. Kurt Cobain's at... dead. Right. But and that's typically the final sacrifice. Well, what's the point of what's the point of getting your second chance if you're gonna die? Die, Li- live good, die young. Man, he should have just done what Lil Nas did: twerk on the devil. Lil Nas, let me not say what I was. About <laughs> I was gonna say Lil, Lil Nas X. You never know what he traded in. Like you never know. But at the same time, so you, I'm not one that I'm not. Let me be clear: I'm not one that really subscribes to the like traded my life or my dignity for fame. Right. Um, I think a lot like of when, artists play on that because yeah, it's out there. I don't think it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's like because that. there's so many other ways to become rich. There's so many ways to become notable. You know. Um, so nobody. I don't think anybody says I'm going to trade my life to the devil so that I can make a really awesome app. Like. <laughs> well, here's yeah. my thing. I think I've seen. There's been a concerted effort to have a lot of these artists, models, so on and so forth, wear dresses. Well, you know what time period we live in? What time period? This is kind of the more inclusive time period. So if Harry Styles wears a dress, you know that people are trying to destroy that figure of what a man is supposed to be, what a man is how a man's supposed to act. So when Harry Styles and Kid Cudi and um and and Bad Bunny or even Queen from back in the day when they wear that dress, I think they have this either they have the intention to ride that wave of saying I'm we're I'm I too don't subscribe to what a man is supposed to be or they really feel it like they feel like oh my dad told me to not cry when i fell so that's bad i'm i'm now artistically free and that kind of stuff and it's just like all right whatever whatever you know see i've always so i've worn a dress once in my life and it was for halloween and it was me and my boy we were dressed up as like princesses because it cost us seven bucks and we had to dress up for halloween for a like a class that we were in. And I wouldn't dress up. Well, both of us were at our like peak prime. Our arms were like super buff. So our arms were like all showed up. Chest was looking at everything was like, it was like more a way of like a joke than anything. Now I feel like, and before I feel like people used to wear dresses, like it used to be in more of a comedic role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like people are wearing dresses like because they like to. Have you seen that people are like doing their nails? Yes. Which fifteen years ago was not like a. But I've seen them paint their nails, not necessarily. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I mean to say. Like yeah, they but put that's colors and stuff. Yeah, but I thought it was always like goth to me and like um, emo goth and stuff was something, like that. Yes, but I mean like the different colors. 
Like a straight guy would do it. I mean, I have I've only seen it more in the gay community and I've seen it like in the goth community. I see it a lot. I see it just as like regular dudes do it. Now I will say this, when I was a little kid, I used to um like try my mom's clothes on. And like try her shoes on and stuff. And my mom, she didn't freak out to it, but she would just be like, These are mom's clothes. Mm-hmm. You have your own. And eventually, I think I did it for like six months. And then eventually I was just like, nah, these don't fit. (laughs) (laughs) And I just kind of went naturally back to my own clothes. But I think that there is uh, something distinct about clothing. And it's just like animals, like a lion and a lioness. Their clothing is natural clothing, which would be hair. Right. Right. I think... You can tell the difference from a lion and a lioness by their mane and how they're presented amongst their herd. And other animals have that as well. So I actually think that humans have the same kind of thing and amongst different cultures. Now, let's say somebody says, well, people from Ireland wear kilts. Well, a man's kilt and a woman's kilt are not the same thing. They're designed differently. So just because it may not be a pair of pants, it still has a distinction between what is for a man and what is for a woman. Scotland. Sorry, Irish people. (laughs) Scottish. Well, do you believe this whole sentiment? Because I think the argument that I see the most with people who are anti, you know, all of this men, women wearing dresses and stuff like that is like there's a concerted effort to demasculate demasculate am i saying that word demasculize i think it's emasculate emasculate or emasculate men specifically black men no that's crazy (laughs) let's uh, move on chris (laughs) (laughs) um i think it just goes back to slavery hold on Don't finish my sentence. This is the one time I don't need to finish my sentence because I'm gonna get in trouble for your rape culture. I actually think it does go back to slavery. But go ahead. I was saying it goes back to what you were saying about redefining what a man is. I don't think it's emasculating someone. I think it's just expressing yourself the way you want to express yourself. Here's why I say slavery. There's also something I want to say, and the person that did this to me didn't do anything to me. Sorry, I said the wrong word. But the person that said this to me did not mean anything. But it kind of bothers me. This is off topic, by the way. But it kind of (laughs) bothers me when white people say that their jobs are slave labor. Just It just bothers me. I just, like, and then for me to just be like, "Mm, no, it's not. And then for them to be like, it is. Yeah, No, it's not. But um, that's the most overused analogy because people say that about NBA players or about like anything. And they're like NFL. Yeah, it's like NASA and slaves. It's like "Mm." I think (laughs) think the slaves work for free. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So the reason why I say it goes back to slavery, even though it sounds like a joke, it's not. Uh, Slave masters used to take the like man of the family you know they the the 
the, the slave would have his wife and then his kids and take that man. And if he tried to run away or if he disrespected the master or whatever, he would force that man to engage in sexual activity with another man or even the slave master himself would bend that guy over and sodomize him. And so, and he would do it in front of his family. So it was a, it was a, um, a mental move to remove the power, uh, the power and the respect that that man had to his family. So that's why I thought you were going to go in that direction because I, when I see, when I hear that comment that like they are trying to do this to black men specifically, um, it makes me think about that. But I do also think that plenty of white guys have worn the dress and have done. I was going to say that I don't see the correlation between that and wearing a dress, even if you're not forced to wear the dress. Like no one's forced. Well, if they're forced to wear it, that's a different thing. I think it came up when Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Brought it up, right? Yeah. So Dave, so Dave Chappelle did, you know, say he, he wasn't going to wear the dress, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why he went to Africa and whatnot. <clears throat> One of the reasons. Um, but I it, it makes me think about that. But then again, Freddie Mercury and them folks wore a dress and Kurt Cobain and Harry Styles and all these people wear a dress. But I think in black community, it's brought up because black men are seen as like optimal alpha, alpha men. And when you start stripping that away, which I think that a lot of people think that black men don't really have much else. Like, not not me saying that, but I think that m- most people feel like black men are just the brute man, the greatest man, because we have the greatest athletes and the greatest this and the greatest that. So when you take that away, you make it feel like we have nothing, you know? So I don't know what the right answer is. But I do feel like it doesn't emasculate me because I'm not about to wear a dress. And at the same time, too, like, I'm not the most manly of men. You know, I can be in certain situations, but I, I'm i in tune with my dif- the, the, um, divine feminine is what they call it. You know, I'm in tune with the part of me that doesn't need to be this, like, chest in the air guy, right? Um but no one is going to take away the fact that I'm still a man. And once I get into this situation where I will be head of my family, like they got to see me as such as well, because seeing a man as a man means that it's more than just a man. It's protector. It's provider. It's, you know, the, the person that you lean your shoulder on, the person that you confide in. I remember I saw the video with DMX when he was on the uh, um, roller coaster with his his child, right? And he was saying, daddy's here. When a kid hears that, it it hits different. I understand when mommy's here, but when daddy's here, you're like, what am I even screaming about? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So that's one thing as a guy, as a man, like, I don't want, I I wouldn't want to lose that, you know? So I hear toxic masculinity, but um, let's mm-hmm. say this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
<laughs> Ain't nothing talks about me back. I here. never heard daddy's here. I heard daddy be right back. If <laughs> you uh, heard daddy's <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> daddy who is what I heard. I didn't want to make fun of you, but I sure will. No, so I'm your dad dope. your now dad was say. like, You're pregnant? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> man. So what you're man, telling me Which is, is the furthest store that sells milk and cigarettes? <laughs> I would be like, I'm going to Uganda. <laughs> That's funny. But um, you telling me if they came at you and gave you the bag, 10 million for mm-hmm. one scene in a dress, you're not doing it? Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> Several years ago, I got, um, I, I did an audition. For something, and notoriously, I didn't look it up. I just kind of was like, I'm going to put my own spin on it. That's that. And when I got there, some of the lines like didn't make any sense to me. I just didn't understand why the character was saying it. So I started asking a couple questions. Until I found out that I was supposed to be, um, I think it was called like a bear. So a big guy with like a hairy chest, but I, he was also a dominatrix. So he was he had an apple in his mouth and he was supposed to be getting penetrated by like a, a dildo or some kind of machine or something like that. And so uh, in my head, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not about to do this. Right. And then I did the audition. I did the worst that I could do. You know, I didn't want to disrespect the project, but that ain't for me. I walked out, I was called my agent, I was like, yo, I ain't getting that, <laughs> right? And my agent was like, I was surprised you took it in the first place, because, like, it's a lot, it's graphic. I was like, but the sides don't really read as such. Anyway, two days pass by, I get an email. We want to see you again. So I tell my agent, yo, look, I'm, I'm good on this. She calls me back and she says, dude, this is like a month shoot, and it pays 19 grand a day. And I said, let me tell you back. <laughs> let me get my calculator real quick. Right? I said that. And I was like, let me. Uh, That's like $600,000. 18 times 31. I was like, let me call you back. And then I spent the whole day. She started calling me. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this is so much. Like, I don't even know what this was. I've never heard of the project after this. I low-key think, like, it was just a test of my, me. But she called me back, and she was like, the rate actually went up. So she got the final dates. It was 15 days, and they were going to pay, like, 25 or 26-something per day. And I don't know what it was for. I think it was for a feature in a different country. Mm. And immediately, I was like, that's a lot of money, but I'm going to have to say no. And she was like, no problem. Hung up right there. Principles. And it's like, it's not, it's not just principles. Cause I don't want to say it's nasty. Like if this is what you do, that's what you do. But me, like just knowing my mom is going to watch that. And my dad, people from church, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then me, I got to go back and watch this right. and say like, oh this, yeah, I did that. This but, is going to okay, be on your like, IMDb. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So, so what if they were saying a meal a day? No, I mean, I said, I said no to, I said no. So that's what's that? Twenty five grand, five times over. That's like over. It's a, it was a lot of money, right? Like, and then I still said, but it's no. not a mill a day. I don't care. Like, I, I, it's whatever. I've been offered a lot of money for a lot of things, and I've said no a lot. I've said yes to more me working for free 
than me saying yes to things that paid a lot, but I just wasn't comfortable with the project. Well, you're boring. Because it would have been way more fun if you would have said yes to a million. Nah. <laughs> Chris, would you do it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're not it, it's one thing when you're like talking about it from the outside. So I could very well just tell you you're crazy. I would have taken the money. It's no big deal. But if I'm, it's happening to me. Okay, then that's a completely different. Yeah, no, I think it was some kind of like Russian movie. I just don't remember what country it was for. But it was a lot of money. It mm. was like life changing money. And uh, I just said nah, and kept it pushing. And I never thought like, what if I like I could have easily made two hundred thousand, and it would have changed my life. Nah, I'm good. Like I'm not good, but I'm good. So basically, you're saying Kid Cudi's trash for making this movie. I don't know why he made that movie. <laughs> I, I I really don't know why, and I don't know what his principles are, and I don't know what, where his morals lie. Right. You know, if you're a guy who you you think that this is helpful for some reason? Okay. Like, some people praise this. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Some people praise this. I'm not praising it. I just think like, okay, uh, all I right. I think it goes back to what you were talking about when we were going back on the Lil Nas um, subject from last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. Um, controversy sells. 100%. And... Kid Cudi, like you said, hasn't made a smash in a while. He had a number one song with Travis Scott for like a hot second. When Wait, was this? Last year. The Scots. Okay. So, um, but maybe this is what he feels like he needs to be able to get back in the public eye. Yeah. And I think, like we were saying, is when we're already at a point where so much what would have been considered wild is now just commonplace yeah then you kind of have to do even more just to stand out you know what i mean and so you know definitely it's a moment that people are talking about it came out of nowhere mm -hmm. um i think kid cuddy's always known as somebody that's more in tune with his feelings than uh most artists mm -hmm. he kind of plays that emo rapper type of lane and i yeah. think a lot of people uh are drawn to him for that I actually dated a girl who, like, swears by Kid Cudi. A lot of people do. Yeah, so. A lot of people do. I don't think he's going to take that big of a hit, like, as far as just him as an artist. I think that it kind of fits his M.O. It comes, it, it, you know, just like every story these days, it comes and goes, you know. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm surprised by what sticks and what doesn't. Um, <clears throat> but it is what it is, you know. Shout out to Kid Cudi if that's what you want me to do. Shout out to you. But that's not something I would have done. But, you know, if that's your art, then enjoy your art, bud. What else are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Chris. Talk to me. Tell me why you didn't break up during COVID. <laughs> uh, I don't understand the question. <laughs> well, during Show COVID. Your work. No. <laughs> During COVID, people were stuck inside mm -hmm. with their other. Mm -hmm. And they found out real quick if that person was significant or not. Right. A lot of people broke up. Correct. A lot of people got divorced. Correct. How come that didn't happen to you? Because I wasn't cooped up with my significant other. I was cooped up with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Sam? Sam's uh, my best friend. We've been best friends for like 10 years. Oh, got you. White boy Sam. And I was uh, living with him. 
uh, at his dad. Well, it's him and his dad's place, but I rented a room there. So I was living with there gotcha. like, for most of COVID. Why don't you break up with Sam as a friend? Because I love Sam. Sam's awesome. We like barely saw each other as it was because I was at work. And I oh, you did not go to work. No, yeah, I was. I was uh, quote unquote essential from day one. From day one, I wasn't allowed to not go to the office. So I've been going to the office forever. So COVID like didn't really change for me, other than I couldn't go out to like, you know, the mall. So all of the stresses that most people had to deal with, he didn't have to deal with. No. So, so what you're saying is work shields a lot of people. Of course. I feel like it when you're out of your routine, as far as the grass is greener, is on always green on the other side. Oh, I wish I could be working at home. Like, why well, I could do this from home? It would be so much easier. Well, now you're at home for mm. a whole year. And now your change. woman hates you. And now, <laughs> what you thought was so easy, now you're going crazy. Now you're going stir crazy. Yeah. Now you want to go outside. Now you want to go. To, you know how many people I've talked to who have been working from home for this entire time have been like, I wish I could go to the office now. I wish I could go back to work. Well, Whereas I know, me, I'm like, yo, can I at least get a day off? You know I know I mean? in your household, though, mo- mo- people work at home. But Everybody they like works it. at home currently. But they like it still. Um, as far as I know, um, so my girlfriend teaches from home and it, I don't, I don't know if I can say it's more efficient than being in the classroom. I think she's going to find out because she has to go back on the 26th or something like that. Of this month? Yeah, she has to go back to, oh, to, the, to the classroom. Yo, COVID's over, man. Streets is open. <laughs> well, yeah, most, I'm is about to get eight. sexy, boy. Huh, Sunil? <laughs> you are sexy. I mean, I do what I can. Hey. <laughs> so I think that COVID... What did you, you say, Chris? What did you say? There was a there was a guy who told me recently, actually, like in the past year, that I was top five most handsome people he's ever seen as well. Wow, he was definitely trying to get his dick sucked. I mean, did he? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> 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 did he? I don't know. That's for you to do. Lady never Um, But I think that so this is what's interesting because my dad recently retired partially. And my mom was, I was talking to my mom, and she was like, it's weird him being home. Yeah. And he, she was like, I usually had a lot of time to myself, and now I don't have that same time. So I had to figure out new ways to be able to have my, my own time. I go to one part of the, I go to one room, and he's in another room, and, mm. and all this kind of stuff, because she likes, she liked that independence that she had. Being at home by herself for a certain amount of time, and then also homemaker. Yeah. Okay. And then also, my dad (laughs) is a very social person, and he had that ability at work to talk to random people all the Mm -hmm. time. What did he do? He's physical therapist. And so now he's been able to like he works like part time, like he's on call physical therapist for a clinic. So he gets you know be able to work once or twice, uh, you know, a month or something like that. So it's kind of a good situation for both of them. But um, but I think it's interesting that more retired couples, you don't see the same type of issues. That was the same thing I was about to say. But I think that the scenario is a little bit different. Right. When you're young and you're thriving, <clears throat> your eye is always on what's next. But when you're... You have more options. Yeah, you always got, you know... So, but when you're a little bit older... 
it's like, do I really want to start all over? Right. I don't think it's just that, though. I think it's that we've been in a successful marriage or in a marriage in general. But it may not be successful. Like, look at William Shatner. A lot lot of these marriages were successful until COVID. (laughs) Exactly. The girl I'm in love with right now, she got divorced during COVID. I'm trying to see what's up. I'm just kidding. A relationship. That's maybe three years in the making, four years in the making. A marriage when you're retiring, you'd have to have been married. Not you'd have to. More than likely, you've been married for like uh, at least over fifteen years. But you know, a lot of a lot of retirees get divorced too, though. True. A lot I of them. Didn't know some that. of the yeah, a lot of them, especially like when their kids go to get out of the house, right? Stuff like that. They they get divorced in their older older years, and they get remarried in their older years as well. But I also think that COVID played a lot of different stressors, too, because it wasn't just everybody was at home. It was also people lost their jobs. So now yeah. finances was an issue. Stress. It was all, yeah, it was also like, uh, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, those type of pressures, you know, you handle yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen us like this. Oh, oh, now that we don't have money, now you're treating things different and all this kind of stuff. So I think that's different from just like retired, retired Usually your financial situation should be mm-hmm. in a good place because that's why you're retiring. But something kind of tripped me out a little bit earlier today. It's not like it's the first time I heard it, but <clears throat> on this other podcast that we were doing, the uh, the guest said uh, her mother's advice to her was don't marry for love, marry for money. And mm. when I heard that, I said, damn, this is the first time this hit me like this because it just said like, shit, I don't even really got to like you. And now it makes me not want to talk to anybody. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, that's my money. <laughs> good advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. I've, I've heard it several times, you know, but you can't tell a guy that. I think that. there's going to be a new wave of breakups now that COVID's over. Oh, yeah, because everybody's COVID bay. They come realize, oh, yo, you're the perfect bay for an na- international disaster. <laughs> or they're just like, but streets I'm is open. Settling for you because yeah. I'm not. I haven't been meeting anybody new. Yeah. And you was convenient and here and all this kind of stuff. But now, the moment people get back in the gym, I went to the gym this morning. I saw this one dude. He gained for sure thirty five pounds. You know how I know? Because uh, I asked. I said, "Damn, you big! How much? How much weight you gain?" He said, thirty five pounds." I was drinking whiskey and eating fried chicken and pizza every day during COVID. And I just got out of my routine. And this is a guy who used to have a six pack, mm. big buff guy. And he's like, now, right? So dude gained like 35 pounds. He was calling him an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's interesting because he was essentially saying he's going to be with his girl for three more months. And I said, oh, she on a timeline. No, he's on a timeline. Because <laughs> he was like, if I could lose 10 pounds every single month and I get back to what I was before, then she's out of here. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> streets is open. Streets is open. Streets is open. And this summer is going to be insane. There's going to be STDs all over this mm. state. Babies. Uh, I don't think so. I think there's going to be some clinics with lines. <laughs> so, back to normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the, still go hairline. What's nuts to me is all the people that got married and had babies during COVID. 
Mm-hmm. That to me is like, oh, your life is good. Like mm-hmm. you, you created something that was valuable pre-COVID mm-hmm. because if I got married during COVID, she's struggling. <laughs> she's going to be struggling. Why? And she's going to hate me, especially if she married me for my money. Girl, my student loan. Hey. You can have that. But me and Chris were actually talking about um, uh, poor people in COVID. No, not we're not like Chuck and Larry. Oh, okay. um, poor people during COVID who are still living the unemployment ride. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still seeing that. Yeah. I'm still seeing people unemployed, unemployable, on the system money, and they're out and about. Yeah. I would just get scared immediately. I, I would be worried. Like, I don't want to be unemployed. I don't care if you keep sending me a check every whatever. I, but you're I, a different mindset. I got to get. Yeah, but moving. what happens afterwards? Yeah. Imagine, because, like, I know for me, when I didn't, have, I didn't have a job for a bit during COVID, my whole mentality was, like, either I create a job or I get a job. And when I was on the system money, um, I was trying to stack it, you know, and then. But you're a different mindset. You're talking yeah, but about, how are people not scared? But you're talking... So, look, when it comes to the unemployment money, there are certain people that utilize that money in, in, a, in a way like you talked about, saved it, invested, whatever it was, and they, they thrived with, through that money. There was people who genuinely are hardworking people that lost their jobs because of the pandemic, and that money kept them afloat and and help them through a time where they needed the money to pay their bills but they were still actively looking for work and and got employed and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. then there's this group of people that are always paycheck to paycheck balling on a budget instagram rich looking like they got stuff when they don't you know like the you know they they drive the nice car but they don't got any money in their bank account stuff like that that's exactly what we were talking about Mm -hmm. shorty i was telling telling chris about got a luxury car Mm -hmm. lives a luxury life yo let me ask you (sighs) let me finish my point real quick but what i'm saying (laughs) but what i'm saying is that 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 person that you're talking about that you're saying why aren't they scared these people are always paycheck to paycheck it's a mindset so they're just getting their paycheck from the government right now. And when that government money runs out, then they're going to be going to take whatever job there is available and they're going to be paycheck to paycheck with that job. They're not thinking past instant gains. You know what I mean? Like mm. you got to be a different mindset to be like, I'm going to live within my means or even underneath my means for a while so that I can never have to fear being, you know, struggling. You know what I mean? Mm. The richest people have lived dirt broke for a long time, even when they had money, because they realized that like that money until you get to a certain point where you don't ever have to worry about money again, you probably should be living within your means or underneath your means. That's a different mindset than the minute I got it, I'm spending it. Would you drive for Uber today? Would I? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's my question for you. You're dating a girl. Uh-huh. You guys decide to live together. Okay. You're making pretty good money. All right. Low six figures. Like, look, 100000 Okay. 102 But she makes 
25,000. Okay. Now, you, as a man who's always lived by yourself, you like the finer things in life. And you can afford it. Like, uh-huh. nothing too crazy, of course. But you could pay three grand for rent or less. You know, no debt. Let's say you have no debt. Let's say you, you pay $2,000, $2,500 for rent. Okay. And she lives with you. How much does she have to pay? $2,500 for rent. How much does she have to pay? Depends on the relationship. What about your relationship? Like with her? So if I asked her to move in with me, um, it wasn't because I needed a roommate for financial reasons. It was because I see something growing with this person and the value that I have with her is more than just money. Okay, so she going to pay zero? She going to pay whatever she wants to pay. Shania Bill, dear friend. Oh, his immediate reaction. Oh, okay. Um, Why? How would you say, how much she got to pay? 50. 50%? 50%. So she's a roommate to you. Um, all right, let me put it to you like this, actually. I wouldn't live with a woman before I get married to her. You're in the same, same boat. Like, there's a purpose for you okay. moving in. However, however, I wouldn't date somebody who, um, who, who doesn't want to contribute to our lifestyle. I ain't nobody daddy. I ain't zaddy. Nah. <laughs> you ain't if, even zaddy? If it, co- if it costs me to be your daddy, then I don't want to do it. But. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's my opinion. If like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not jumping into something because it's beneficial for you. And I kind of like you like, no, I'm not taking care of a grown woman. Me as a, as a hustling person who cares about my, what my future look, looks like, who cares about always evolving. I want to be with somebody just like that. So if I offer that to a woman, it's going to be like the uh, the fake pat yourself down at the restaurant mm. to see who's going to pay for the bill thing. But until she says, I'm going to take care of it. If she says she's going to take care of it, cool. I'll take care of it. But if you're just expecting me to pay for your rent, to buy your car, to buy the Birkin, to do this, to do that. Sponsor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's just unattractive. And from there, you'll you'll have to remove yourself from my life. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's hard for me to look at myself dating somebody that's making minimum wage. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, like, why? Uh, it, it depends on how that twenty five thousand is coming in. If that twenty five thousand is a dead end job, or that twenty five thousand is a job that they're taking because on the side they're they're making moves to build a business or whatever it is. That's cool. I'm here to support because if you're moving in with me, this means I'm looking at this as not just a... It's a long-term play. Yeah, this is forever. Oh, forever. In the sense, like, I have envisioned us being together forever, right? Because there is no point in a girl moving in with me if I haven't depicted that, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that whole give half the stuff, like... You know, if you got stuff at my place, you can't give back. Half exactly. You know what I mean? Like you can't, give back uh, you can't. It's easier to break up. It's hard to break up with somebody when they're sleeping right next to you. You know what I mean? So like, um, but um, yeah. So if, if that if so, it is different to me. If like 
they're working towards something and this is just it. If they're satisfied with this 25,000 job, that, that person and me were never dating in the first place. What if they're cool in every other way? And they're satisfied making no now, money? Now you're um, income shaming? No. I'm talking about mentality. <laughs> it's a mentality. Now, let me ask you this. What if she it's says... It's a mentality. What if she Because yesterday was tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, here's the fine. Okay. Now, no, my, my actual question is, um, what if they they want to be a home a homemaker? Yeah. And it's just like, yo, I'm just working this job right now until I find my man, sure. and then I'm done working. Yep. I want to build a house. Well, we've already talked about that. I mean, but is that something you'd be interested in? Sure. Okay. Because I don't expect my, I don't ever expect another income coming in to be able to support whatever lifestyle I want to live. You don't expect another, in, okay, got it. So the moves I'm making are towards being able to support whatever lifestyle I want. If I have somebody else involved in that lifestyle, that is because I can still cover that lifestyle with that other person as well. Would now, you date broke? You, you as a broke person? Um, probably not. Yeah. Because I don't think that I would be a good uh, person to be involved with at that time. Yeah. Because my focus would be not on the relationship. And if it was focused on that relationship, I would never be able to get to this type of success that I want in my professional life. You agree? Disagree? Um, <clears throat> it's funny because I, I I think about this stuff all the time. <laughs> as much as I'm a goal oriented person, if uh -huh. a like I, I'm not looking for a lady because I, I don't know if you remember saying this, but you said somebody who like I I should be able to get with somebody who's gonna like support me and level me up, and that's not me at all. Like I I I don't look for anybody who's going to support my goals and my dreams because it's like you wasn't there before. So how did I know that I was supposed to lean on you? You know until I do, and <clears throat> so all of my plans are solo. You know, and then if you come into it, then I restructure the plans. But it's not a, in my intention to build something with someone that I've already had now if it's brand new and we come up with this together then cool right but um <clears throat> i uh i am very much in favor of a person who may even if it's not a career goal but like your 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 motherly or something like that i think i'm okay with that um <clears throat> actually i am okay with that you know because i want to be a dad and i want to have kids that are taken care of you know by mm -hmm. their their mom and for me to see them once a month you know, so. <laughs> wow. We're going to get some milk. Hey. <laughs> Me Yo, and Chris's dad went to the same high school. Those <laughs> resumes are going to be coming in. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, like, but I've, I've recently been on a run of, like, talking to people who just don't even have that. You know, they're not, they're like, if you want to be a mom, I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to elevate yourself in any kind of way? Like somebody who wants something, who sees Where a little bit Where do you find, more, meet these people at? What circles are you in? Them. I just be in circles. I don't even know how I meet people. See, like for me, I'm not saying one specific characteristic is like the, um, the like 
no, we're not going to, I'm not going to date this type of person. What I'm saying is that the same type of person that isn't ambitious or doesn't have that hustle gene usually has a lot of other things that correlate yeah, with that, yeah. that, that all fit to somebody that's incompatible with me. And when mm. I say like, when I say like, um, I'm looking for somebody that's supportive, what I don't necessarily mean a cheerleader or somebody that's like going to be like investing in all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is somebody that understands to where they're not deterring me from my goals. Cause there's a certain type of individual that doesn't understand what I'm trying to do or, and, or on either side and, or doesn't understand what I'm trying to accomplish. And it's, it'll be impossible for that type of person for it to work because yeah. we will constantly be in conflict over certain things. Those are, those are my previous relationships. Right. And oh, so, yeah. but I don't necessarily need them to like be a part of my success in the sense like they don't need to be like uh, helping me with whatever I'm doing on the side or whatever it is. But yeah. I also, what I mean by support is... Uh, also not in the way you know what i mean they're like yeah. okay yeah. you need some you need you okay i, I understand why you we're, you're not coming over today like you're working or yeah. like you know what i mean and being yeah. cool with that versus being like i never get to see you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. by supportive yeah so like it, it's not necessarily like that they they need to be like invest an investor in my goals or whatever but yeah. they need to un, have the respect to be like I understand what they're trying to accomplish as well. Right. We can work it with that routine versus somebody that's like needy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by I need somebody supportive. Have you ever been intimidated by a woman's wealth? Um, not necessarily wealth, but ambition. Okay. When I was insecure, there was a girl, there's a girl that like actually, you know, I was, um, super in love with super ambitious like she was probably more alpha than i was you know what i mean it didn't work mm. out i was the problem you know Sounds when it like came a black queen <laughs> uh, Chris. she was oh <laughs> um, but like that, uh <laughs> but yeah, like you know looking back you know in the moment it was like uh whatever but in the moment like looking back it's like we weren't compatible because our visions for our future were much different and I wasn't helping her. Like, I was in the way of what she was trying to accomplish. Mm. And, um, and you know, it was what it was. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely, and I think that I was intimidated in, I mean, I don't know in what way, but I think in a way that I allowed myself to change versus, like, just being who I wanted to be kind of person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of that makes sense. Well, uh, it did. I think. Okay. Now... I asked that because I don't know if I was insecure, but I probably shouldn't have been dating at that time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I was out with a lawyer one time uh -huh. years, years uh -huh. ago. I, t I think I told Cruz about this. You sure did. Went down to the, her little high rise, a little 2,000 square foot high rise. <laughs> oh boy, I was in for a ride. Went down to San Diego to go see her. Oh, man, everywhere she wanted to go was too expensive. <laughs> She's like, uh, this is just a Tuesday. Man. Uh, I, when we got on the scooters to get back to the house, I was like, I got this. <laughs> the bird, I paid for that. And then once we got to the house, it was $10. I was like, damn, $10 for this? <laughs> 50 cents a mile. I could have damn walked. Walked. 
When I got in her car, she had a brand new Mercedes. She was like, I don't even want this car. I was like, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> what you feel about Hyundai? I was like, yeah. Yo, I was like, what, you, what you think? I got a 2014 blue Hyundai right there, Elantra. Huh? They say Elantra in Spain. Wow. <laughs> if it's a car of Spain, a different country. You know, but I definitely, like, and I think she felt it because she was like, dude, you are doing, she was like, you work more than me. And I was like, I know, I work more than everybody I've ever met. But at the same time, you don't like the Mercedes you bought. I have trouble with my Hyundai. (laughs) So did it not work out because of you or because of It didn't work out because of me, for sure. But it wouldn't have worked out, especially at the time, because... You gotta be, you gotta be like somewhat equally yoked. Because here's the thing. She was like, this is the type of girl she was. She was like, hey, we should go to Atlanta for the weekend. I was like, you gotta tell me these things. Two, three months. I gotta move some money from my <laughs> savings account to my checking account. <laughs> Don't tell me Wednesday. I gotta not eat for three weeks. <laughs> Because I'm, you want to stay at a hotel, don't you? We got to pay for airline tickets, like, right? Are we, are we driving? Splitting that? How is that going to work? Right? So she, the whole time, she was saying expensive things we could do together. And I was just like, mm, mm, yeah, no, no, we can't. Did you ever tell her, look, I can't afford these things? I didn't say that. I don't think it's. I don't think. How'd you exit out that situation? I don't think it's wavy for guys. <laughs> how'd you? How'd you? How'd you? How'd you exit out that situation? Um. So, first of all, I didn't put a move on her. That was the first thing I did, because. Hold up! You drove all the way out to San Diego with no moves. I did not put a. I didn't know how rich she was. Like not rich, but I didn't know how wealthy. She was. How'd you meet this chick? Um, we met Internet. on uh, Humble. Uh, no, uh, Bumble. Uh, uh, Hinge. You just mixed them. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We met on Hinge. Mm. And she, she was like in LA every weekend. So she was like around my, uh-huh. my thing. And uh, <clears throat> so it, w- it was nuts. So I went over there and I was like, oh, she's cute. You know, she gave me a couple of little crazy girl vibes. But for the most part, she was a cute Nice girl, hardworking, she had a very good professional job. I'm not going to say what it was because she probably watches this because she watches everything I do. You already said she's a lawyer. Damn. All right. Well, she's a lawyer. <laughs> and lives and in San Diego. <laughs> she don't live there anymore. Oh. But, um, but um, yeah, so she definitely recognized that I was like, ah. This is this situation is rough on me, mm-hmm. right? And this is how I knew I I wasn't supposed to be there. She off. She was like, "Let's go get some wine and some candy." Right? We went to the store, and right before we left, she's like, some "Get wine and some candy." That wine was like a and thing? candy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what she wanted. She was like craving it. She was like, "Yo, can you get me those gourmet gummy bears?" I was like, "I got the gummy bears. Not a problem." I went to the shelf. I saw one pack for a cheaper price and the other pack for a more expensive price. And the more expensive one, I was like, that must not be what she was talking about. I got the cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted some Haribo's. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the cash register. She was like, ew. I, I'll get it. She got it. It was $33 a pack. I was like, are you going to... They got gummy bears for $33? Yeah, it was, it was gourmet gummy bears. Wow. And, gold. And, and that's when I said, yeah, I can't live this lifestyle. So you already asked me if I want to go to Atlanta in, in 38 hours. 
I can't go. Uh, you already asking me to buy $38. So when I sat down in their house and I was extremely uncomfortable, she was like, it's fine. Like, she yeah, knew. I was going to ask you that. She never made you feel like that. No, because she paid for everything. And the funny thing is, the way she paid for everything was interesting because she, she paid for dinner and she was like, ah, you drove all the way out here. You spent your gas. Like, let me cover dinner. I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, I'll still cover it. When she went to the bathroom, I called the waiter over. She used my card, right? And I had 30. Oh, no, I think that was all more expensive. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, yo. I only got 30 in my no, account No, no, right no, now. no. Oh, that's a whole other story. There's another story. There's another story. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, whew, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, let's, put, let's put you on the spot right now. I have, okay. I have plenty of stories though. But um, I think the dinner was like $75. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you drove all the way over here. It's not a big deal. I'll pay for it. I tried to tell the waiter. The waiter was like, she already told me, don't touch your card. I was like, okay. Dang, so right? you got yourself a winner and right? you still threw her out. No, 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 no. I did. And so, so I paid for the scooter. Uh-huh. And then when we got to the candy and grocery store, it was like $150 for the wine and the candy. And she was like, you paid for the scooters. Don't worry. I got this. And so I was just like, the scooter was like $12. <laughs> and I was sweating off for the 12 Yeah. So, all right. So we went back to her place, had a cool conversation. I'm telling you, her place was like, you can oversee the city. It was gorgeous. Made me feel worse. Because mm. I was like... Golly, this how you live? I live on the floor. <laughs> I live on the first floor. It sucks. I live on the floor, man. No I hear the ice cream man coming. You don't hear nothing but birds. <laughs> so as I was out there, I was really trying to like assess the situation because I was having such a good time with her. But then I was like, let me just see if she says one more expensive thing. <laughs> She and she was like, one more she time. was like, do you want some Cavassier? <laughs> and you're like, I'm out of here. Nah, so, so she came out. You want you know, some I, bottled water? <laughs> I was looking around. She said some Perrier. <laughs> and she came out and she was like, tell me her sister lives with her and blah, blah, blah. So she was like, you know, uh, and it was such a big apartment that it didn't really matter. But. Um, she was like, it saves me so much money. So I honestly feel like I don't have any privacy here. And I was like, okay, okay, got you. So she was like, do you want to go somewhere? I was like, she already don't ask me to go to Atlanta for the weekend. Where are you trying to go? Down to my car? (laughs) 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 Yeah, She was like, we could just have a weekend, like, you know, somewhere. I was like, this is two weekends. Wow. You are asking me to spend a thousand dollars and it's the first time we ever met. And the thing is she didn't ask you to spend nothing. She didn't say she didn't tell me that I had to pay for it. But that's when she saw a bead of sweat fall into my eyeball and that much, <laughs> <laughs> that much. a bead he says. He <laughs> <was> <laughs> sweat. What'd she say? I wanna see. And what, she what, was what? like, she was like, dude, she was like, I follow you on social media before we met. Like, you are a hard working dude. You you never stop working, and that's what I like about you. And I, I, she was like, I'm even down. If you need any help, I will help you. Like I just recognize that about you. And I that went in one ear out the other. 
Oh, mm. I was like, cool, nice. You're <laughs> trash. No, it's just I, I wasn't supposed should, to be there. He tried to come up here and like nah, be like I wasn't I'm chivalrous and all this kind of stuff. No, I wasn't supposed to be there at that time. I just wasn't supposed to be there. And I was like, that's nice of you and all, but that's not how this that's not how this can go. And she was like, dude, you are building something greater than what I'm doing. Like, just trying to prop me up. And I was like, I really appreciate this, but it's everything I don't want to hear right now. So I was like, I think I'm going to go, right? Like, I think I'm going to go. And she was like, dude, you're staying here tonight. I was like, how much is that going to cost? Oh, my What's God. the daily rates? <laughs> no, she was, I was like, I don't have any extra clothes. I have to work in the morning. She was like, I will, there's a Target right there. I'll just go buy you some clothes. I was like, this is like too much. She was like, let me walk you to your car at least. She walked me down. We passed her Mercedes on the way to my car. <laughs> my car took a second That's to start. Crazy. You know, and I was just... <laughs> Your car coughed. Yeah, it was like... Hey, you was, <laughs> you was the opposite of Kevin Samuels. What you mean? All the conversations, you know what I mean? Like, you had the, like, girl that was... I've had, yeah. And then you were... And you still are just like, nah. What kind of what you how'd you like and like what'd you tell her that you guys never I never saw her again. You just ghosted. Yeah. Like really? maybe wow. like maybe, he, maybe she's like, like she's like I I dined him, I dined him, and he still ghosted me. I six or seven months later, I had a pocket full of cash mm. and I DM'd her and was like, Oh hey, what's up? She wrote me back on some like friendly stuff hell yeah but then I after that like i wasn't you, really you, expecting you surprised you you should be thankful you even got a response yeah but like i never i don't think about it much more than it being a story that happened to me wow. like she's a nice girl and everything like that but i just i remember something happened like that to one of my friends and he was dating a lawyer too mm. and he was not in that same boat and it was just like and if you if you're not there and you don't think you're getting there anytime soon you probably shouldn't be there. Maybe, but I also think that there's more than just money that should be the issue. Like it seemed like you guys <clears throat> had a cool. You were more bothered than by it than she was. It seemed like. Yeah, but that's because she wasn't just. It's not like she was flaunting her money, but the things that her lifestyle just doesn't. I I, I can't keep up. You know, if you want to go to Atlanta this weekend, and then you want to go to. I don't know, Dominican Republic the weekend after that, it's like, dude, I, like, I like you and all, but I just can't afford to be with you. Mm, maybe. And I I'm just trying to ride that out till the wheels come off. That's only because you are expecting to have to pay for things. Yeah. If she came to you and said, look, I'll take care of all of it. I just nah, like your, I, I just like your company. I haven't, I, I, I need somebody that. to travel yeah, with. Yeah. What if like your payment was just being there, your company? All right. Well, then I'll tell you this. There was an older lady who <clears throat> sent me somewhere once a long time ago. Sent you somewhere? Yes, she sent me somewhere. She <laughs> she flew to me. She flew to me. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, like sent you somewhere? Like, yeah, yeah. She, she flew me out. Uh-huh. And this is a long time ago, mm, but yesterday. Uh, no, <laughs> I just got back. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> my luggage right here. <laughs> I ain't no nah, she flew me out, and when I was at this undisclosed loca- uh, location, 
location. Oh, you're not even going to tell us? Was it nah, in, in the U.S. or no, you got your passport? US. It was in the U.S. Right. I, did, I went several years without a passport. Florida. But, no, it wasn't Florida. It was a different state. New York. Nah, you would never guess. But um, Utah. It's, a, it's a flyover. He's going to go through all 50. <laughs> Kansas. No. Tennessee. Florida. So, <laughs> uh, but when we got there, we like went half on a lot of things. And that's when I realized like I would prefer to go half on things or me pay. But I don't want you to pay everything for me because I get you're established. I was like 22, 23-ish. And she was like, Mm. So, like, even then, I I had to, like... It was the escort. Yeah, but I was, like, I still had to pay for half the stuff. And so on the flight back home, I was, like, I had a nice time, but, like, man, that was an expensive, nice time. And I was, like, I don't want to do that again. I feel uncomfortable with other people paying for everything for me, and I feel uncomfortable paying for half of the stuff for me. Mm. So I need to go sit down at home until I can afford to go (laughs) do your stuff. No, I get it. But if there was a girl that's paying for everything for me... I wouldn't take it. You're going to take it? Yes. Uh, nah. I don't know. I think like... I don't think it's going to last forever. But I'm going to enjoy it while it does. You don't mind if she turn around and say, you dirty, broke, squatting out, poet, all this stuff. I'm going to be like, it ain't tricking if you got it. You wasn't saying that when I was in there with that dick. <laughs> Chris, <Damn. laughs> being in an established relationship. I am established. Will, like, if you're going to pay for everything for you, would that make you feel comfortable? No. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, my girlfriend makes a lot more money than I do currently. Oh, oh she, he already in that situation. No, yeah, she, she better man. pay a car payment. Know, everything. Man, sl- sling it down Yay. to him, brother. Let Damn. him know. <laughs> no, she don't. She don't pay for everything. But we ninety-five percent split though. groceries. We split like all kinds of stuff. But she has told me before, like it's not the act of money or whatever it is. It's because I support you because I know what you're doing is big. So she like like you said you're the lawyer person trying to lift you up. She like has been trying to lift me up, and I've been trying to do the same to her. Like, is she doing on a sky rise? No, she didn't. <laughs> she did. She really, it was she on the first really floor. Yeah, it was she crazy. Really it. She it was broke. all flat. Get a law degree on the ground. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not uncomfortable with it totally. Like, I don't want to be in that situation. I want to hold up my share. You know what I mean? Because we've been together for so long, I want to at least hold up my end. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm still... So I don't take it as like, oh, okay, I'm good with sticking with my job. I'm not doing uh, anything else. You gotta elevate. Uh, yeah, so and that's why I'm looking for different jobs. Both of you guys don't uh, don't want women to make money, basically, is what you're saying. That's not what I said at all. Oh, okay. That's the opposite. So you're saying that a man should make more money than the woman? Negative. I want to feel comfortable that oh, that's not what you guys was my saying? end of the relationship. So what? Um, but the, I but, think that a woman should make as much money as she desires. What I'm saying is, a man has to be able to be comfortable mm. to be within that space. If you are a hundred thousandaire and you're dating a multimillionaire, that her hobbies are not going to be your hobbies. Correct. And if that, that that those are two different lifestyles. That's why famous people they famous people because if they understand fame. 
But if you don't understand fame, you're going to have a problem with it. Just like people in the industry, they date people in the industry. Because if you date somebody regular, they don't get it. Why the hell are you tonguing a girl down on camera? In my day, that was porn. No, it's a movie. Like, <clears throat> it's that kind of stuff. So they, the eggs got to be equal mm. in how they're yoked. Because ultimately, when there's so much distance between who you are and who they are because of things like money, because of things like jobs and things like that, it just complicates things. But you can't say that was true because you didn't even allow it to get to a point. It, that I was the complication. Right. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying but is I, that... It could have been, no. Because I'm not going to Atlanta that weekend. But you could have if you wanted to. How was I going to do that? She said, if she said, yo, I got tickets, let's go. I'm not going. I have to work. Okay. And eventually, they're going to get tired of going by themselves. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, they're probably... They... I would feel like she would get tired of paying for everything for me. That's what I don't. Y'all broke man, y'all don't got man. this dick yeah. like I do. I sure don't. <laughs> you, you, you got a little bit more salt in your pepper. Hey, man, you know what I mean. So me, listen, look, man. ladies. Aren't you in a relationship? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to pay for something, if you want to pay for it, you can have. You could, you can pay that. I ain't gonna argue with you. I ain't like Kelby and Chris. I believe nah, in you. Look, I believe look, in you, and you go do you. You could That's, pay for a thing or two here and there, mm, but I'm not your child. Out. Just like I'm not your daddy, I'm not your child either. Just like the same girl at, at the bar who told me that I could live with her rent free. She would pay. She'd finance my next movie. Blah blah blah. All these things. I was just like, get me out of here. Mm, I'm I, not your I, child. I don't see it as that. I don't see it as I'm not your child. I see it as this is an a relationship based on equality. So I, I, you can make as much money as you'd like to, but I'd like to be able to hold up my end of the bargain. Oh, Why is your second. end of the bargain got to only be financial? No, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, she makes more, you make less. Do you guys go equal on rent? So it's three people in the house. But do you pay the I same amount? the same amount. Oh, well then, you live in a good life. Mm. I am very grateful, but I don't plan on only paying that set amount forever. Like, I'm looking for other jobs that pay higher so that way I can hold up my end of the market. So it's not like I'm complacent and, oh, okay, I'm going to just sit here and pay less than everybody else. I would like to pay the equal amount. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one wants to spend she, more money. There's a man right here, huh? Where's your dress, yo? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the shop. Hold I up. think that... Bree. Just text her. <laughs> I yeah, think that... I you think that there's it? more value in... Other th- that things, other things could be valuable that aren't and that's, financial. One hundred. So look, true. there's certain people that just make are better at making money than other people, whether right. that be male, female, whatever the case may be. But that means, but maybe they're not as good at cooking, or maybe they're not as good at um, being like emotionally in tune or emotionally intelligent. Like I don't think money only defines somebody's worth or what what is. doing their fair share no not at all i I just think in our relationship yeah hello is this brie you said what is this brie this is me brie this is kerbin johnston from whatever this podcast (laughs) from whatever this podcast name is how are you doing i'm doing well how are you i'm doing okay (laughs) we're having a quick convo 
Okay, I want to ask you a quick question as a lady. We've tried to contact you numerous times on your car insurance. Oh, <laughs> the warranty on your car is going bye-bye. <laughs> All right. As a woman who has a profession, guy steps up to you. He's not poor, but he ain't making money. He's making 35000 a year. Okay. How do I know he's making 35000 a year? You go ahead and he tells him. He tells he you. He turned in his taxes. Like, you could, you, like, he's living in the slum. <laughs> his gas tank is always on one third. And he, and you <laughs> met him at Why his job. Me <laughs> <laughs> and you met him at his jo- job at John's Marketplace. But he's fine. John's Market? Yeah, John's Marketplace. He's the cashier. All right, but he's fine. Cashier manager. No, he's the cashier. Okay. He ain't got to be, he ain't got any managerial skills. So he wants to take you out, but of course it has to be on a budget. You saw that? She said, she's like a vomit. (laughs) She said, "Uh (laughs) go on. Uh So what what do you say to that? Does that, is that an instant turn off? Is that that how? You said his name is John, right? No, no, no. He works at John's Marketplace. Oh, he works at John's Market. What's his man's name? Samantha. No, stop. His name is um, La, uh, Lamar. Lamar, well, of course. <laughs> what? Okay, so Lamar Damn. wants to take me on a date. How did he ask me? Where I met him at his job. And I'm like, you met him at his job. Time. You've been there a few times. And he said, excuse me, miss, I... You know, I know I'm at work right now, and this is really inappropriate, but I figured I should take my shot right now. I've seen you come in a few times. I think you're really beautiful, and I just wanted to know if I could take you out for dinner. Easy. I would say yes. Duh. My thing is this. Why does Lamar have to tell me he makes 35000 and why does the date no, have no, to be no, on no. the budget? If he's asking you on a date, does he does that not give him control to set the budget of the date? Fine. Remove the thirty five thousand. I would just assume that you know that if he's a cashier somewhere, a job a computer does, you would know that he's no, making thirty five. But but my real question here is fine, you say yes. You go on the date and the date just so happens to be at I don't know, whatever tuck it is. Walk on the beach. You stop at a roach coach. That's Listen. what you're eating. Okay, all y'all roach coach. Yeah. What is a roach is that? coach? That's like the yeah. the like taco truck. It's a taco truck. Don't call it that. I know they're great. I did. It's not as bad. But he, okay, he's, he's, he's everything. Go ahead. So you stop at a taco That's truck. Great. Well, great. It sounds like it sounds like we're. I sounds like we're dating on John John on Lamar's budget. He took me to a beef with a taco truck. I love taco chips. That means he, I can get some chocolate and fill up on some eggs and food. Not too expensive on his budget. And he can walk me around the beach and talk. I don't have to sit at the red lobster and order lobster steak while he sweats. So what, what's the question? What y'all asking? Great. This is Sunil, by the way. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, so, <laughs> look, this is not the conversation that th- we're having. Wait, I thought she thought it was me. Look. <laughs> I'm confused. So, Brie, so like what the conversation is right now. So you, you are a female that does well for herself. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you're not somebody that needs anybody else's money. You got your own and you do all this kind of stuff, right? So you're the type of woman that we're talking about right now. Do you need a man 
that ha that has the same amount of funding you do, like makes the same type of money or more, or would you, or do you look for more in a man than that he could offer other than just finances? Hmm. Um. Okay. And we got an answer. I will say she's new. She's new to money, though. She's new to money. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta call her out like that, bro? New to career that money. That's what I'm to say. That does make a difference. No, um, I would. My thing is like, to be honest, all I really ask for is stability. Like, can you take care of yourself without me, basically? Because if you can, then what does it matter? If you're able to work at John's Market and have your apartment and your car or wherever you live and you strive for more, like, you know, like, but you're doing it on your own. Let's just say you have a business. Oh, of course, I'm going to be supportive of whatever that you want to do next. But at the same time, like, show me that you're doing it on your own. Like, oh, I'm making these moves to do this. So that, like, if that's where you're at. Now, what if you make you you making enough money to where you're not worried about money, right? Like you you're not stressing about money at all, right? In fact, you make really 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 good money. Like, would you be would you date somebody that you're funding everything, all the trips, all the dates? Like, what if he's able to take care of himself, but nothing else more? Like, he can't go on these on excursions and adventures and things like that. But you like that? Well. If well, that's a difference. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> no, because dead ass. If I wanted to, if I want, uh, mm. the relationship would have to be established. Because if I'm like, yo, I want to go to Jamaica, and you're like, oh, I don't have Jamaican money. That's not what I said. Like, we're going to Jamaica, blah blah blah. But at the same time, when I come back home, don't expect to be up underneath me in my house. Go back to where you were. From whence you, from whence you came. <laughs> I see. You did your yeah, job. That, it's like that's different. If I and I have another thing, I'm not that's big raggedy. Like if I want you to go somewhere, I'm not just gonna. And if I want you to go somewhere soon, like next month or something, like I'm gonna help you out with it because not help you out, but like or either the idea is mine and I got I want to go somewhere. I found it. I booked the supper and I just need somebody to fill the spot. Damn. It just depends. It just depends. So, Brie, how long can this relationship last if... It's not a relationship. It's not a, like... It's not something serious that you, like, build and have kids. So you just stuff. ride it out till the wheels come off, right? That's exactly what I was saying. I don't want the embarrassment. Um, hey. You don't have... Hey, Brie, I want all their memories. Book me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bree. Bree, you like gourmet gummy bears? <laughs> uh, thank you very much for being on the show. I'll catch you later. All right. Hope to see you soon. Uh, so, point. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. Why? Because as a guy... You, you you and me were saying different things. Yeah. I'm saying you talking about long-term relationship. I'm saying that I'm I'm in that situation till that situation is no, done. No, 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 no. Because at the end of the day, you wouldn't have those memories. Like you probably could have had some stuff that may have inspired you into other things that you missed out on because of your pride and your ego. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm experiencing <laughs> as much as possible. If I get a free trip to Jamaica out of it and get to have nah, a good but time, all that kind of user. stuff. Maybe, but at the end of the day, what did Bree say? She said that I need somebody to fill that spot. She's using it in a, in a way somebody as well. Somebody else could do that. Sure. I, I still be peeping her Instagram, and boy, does she live a luxurious life. Great. But her man makes a lot of money. Perfect. That's so, what she... But I have to say, I'm poor now, but still... Like, I'm saying there's, I'm saying you shouldn't turn down experiences just over ego. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that can I, can I live a whole relationship off of it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm saying that there's more value than just money that you could bring to a situation. I had more things. What's going on? Hey, she drove all the way over here because of this question. Is this the microphone? Yeah, I feel like I'm too close to it at this point. No, you're good. That's no, okay. You're That's perfect. Right to your lip. Like right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's too close. That's too close. <laughs> like right here is cool. That's cool. Now nah, I was not a one of it. Now nah, I was just gonna say, ultimately, relationship-wise, if the whole sustaining yourself, like. If you can take care of yourself, cool. And then I can come into the picture. I obviously can take care of myself. <laughs> and then from there, we build. If you're taking care of yourself on John's market salary, then that's fine. Then we're going to build. Like, if you want to, like, have a family and you want to go to these places, then, like, or if you want to stay the same, then that would be up to me. Like, I don't, you know, I need more. Or I'm content in taking care. It all depends on the person. Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah, sure. Is he a bum if he's like, <laughs> if he, if he's like, yeah, I'm kind of good with you taking care of me. <laughs> he must be laying the pipe. He's not a bum. Hey, he he bringing his value in different ways. However, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what else he's doing. I, I know mean, exactly what he's what, doing. What else could like, let's say, let's say brothers make it thirty, thirty a year. And look at look at the face of disgust. Okay, <laughs> so man's making thirty k a year. Okay, and he's like, I'm. I really want a serious relationship. I'm kind of cool at John's right now because it's treated me fine for a long time. But now that you're a part of this whole thing, I've been trying to go on trips with you. So you're gonna have to pay for that. Okay, so that's a different. That's a different conversation. Okay, let me just remove some of the jerk jerkiness of it. There won't be a relationship if you want to go on trips and stuff. I'll keep you in mind, like I'll put you on on the rolodex. Yeah, on the list. You an option. Yeah, you're not a relationship. And why is he not a relationship? Because he needs to get his life together. He just said he's okay with staying home, so he's just looking for somebody to take care of him. No, not staying home. He's fine at, with John's oh, okay, money, the John's marketplace money. But he wants to go on trips with me. If you could afford it. Does he have? No, don't say you want to go on trips with me if he can't afford it. You wait for the call. You don't. <laughs> you don't just ask or whatever. So we. we I didn't talking want to be about, a Rolodex so bum. What, what, what if Bree like? You're not thinking about money, in the sense like, you went a different like. You even making more money than you make right now. Like, money's no object to you. You're looking for companionship. Does that companion need to be able to pay for things? Or does that companion just need to fill certain things that you're looking for? Maybe not Maybe not financially. Well, I guess it, it's hard to say because everybody's different. But that companion would need to be smart 
and like, oh, okay, I have a good thing going. I'm not going to treat this like, oh, I just go on trips with this. Nah, like, be respectful in the situation. Because a lot of times people will take advantage, like, oh, and like floss, and oh, I'm doing this. And it's like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, but the situation was in this situation, why we talked about it. This girl that Kelby was dating was offering. I wasn't everything. dating her. She was my mother. Like, like, like she was my sugar mom. Kelby Kelby, no, no, no. Kelby's I'm talking date about, roster is very small. I'm talking about the lawyer. It's a fact. I'm talking about the yeah. lawyer. We went on a date. Yeah, yeah. So, so she, <laughs> she, uh, you already knew. So she, um, <laughs> but she was like, I want to go to Atlanta. Like, and he's like, I'm uncomfortable to go. But here's the, the whole ghost, story. And it was Wednesday, her. and she was like, I want to go to Atlanta on Saturday. Okay. She should have said, oh, I want to go to Atlanta on Saturday. Is The tickets is this, because I'm going to screenshot you some tickets. You got this? Nah. Can you slide in a honey? Because I'm said, the one who asked. But she, she, she already, nah, she offered then the pay the for everything was, he said. Eventually, yes. In the Atlanta conversation, it was just like. She said, you don't got to have anything. I'm, yeah, I just want like, you to be there with me. In the Atlanta conversation, she, I don't know if she thought I was balling or not, but. You know, when I put up in the, in the crooked age, she probably thought that I was just a regular dag. But <laughs> in that conversation, she was just like, you want to go? And I was just kind of like. <clears throat> she sounds like the type of person that is used to people. Either a taking advantage or just like going with the okie doke. So is you're a different kind of. I think it depends on the guy at this point. Is a guy I'm saying I would have been like. What? Let me go home and pack this shit up. Hell like, let's nah. go. You're not about to pay from from me. Uh, no. Nah, 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 nah. yeah. And also, I've never, I, I've never been in a like. I can't remember the last time when I haven't been able to pay. I would order chicken fingers everywhere I went. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I but just, even I still, just think like, that you know, even if the trip is like, even if the plane ticket is like, I don't know, hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars, or whatever. Like, if I would, if I didn't have that in my budget already. And you're talking about a trip that's 72 hours away. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? No, like, no. And then for, like, imagine if she was like, But you ghosted like, this girl from no, that no, point No, but hold on. Off. Like, we kind of ghosted each other. Like, we just didn't, re- like, she hit me up one time and I kind of took my time to respond. But I did eventually. But So you didn't whatever. ghost each other. You <clears throat> ghosted her. But listen. <laughs> it, the scenario here is Bree says, I'm going to screenshot the ticket and I'm going to ask you if you have it. Imagine me saying no. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, honey, no, 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 don't no. ever ask me a question. So here's a, here's nah, because I'm gonna say yes. No, that's honest. Like if the ticket, like let's just say round trip, you don't. I'm not gonna assume your budget. I don't know what it is. So it's like okay, like a round trip ticket to Atlanta for four hundred dollars on the weekend could be feasible to some people, and I'd be like, girl, no. Can we go next weekend when it's da da da? Like. Who are you? You know, and she could be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I, like, you know, like then there's a conversation of like, like I can't just go to Atlanta on the whim. And she's, and as somebody who has money, so like they know that. We know that people get this. Hey, she said, we. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like, I think that my whole point is, do I think it's going to be sustainable ratio? I don't know. And, you know, Monique, the, com- the comedian? Yeah. I don't think her man's making more money than her. No, he's not, but he's making a percentage of her money. And cool. that's why he's there. Sure, but I'm saying they they together and happy and whatever. Sometimes, it's different, though. Now, sometimes if 
if needs are being, because people have different needs. Sometimes money can be nothing to somebody, but something else that this person does could be everything. So it doesn't the, matter. Uh, yeah, that's and what that's I'm saying. The, that's her, also her manager. And the, Look, it, man, there's, it, certain, a lot women, of there's certain women where it'll be very, very hard for them to find men that make more than them. Okay. There's, there's women that... But that's that, not what I'm saying. I'm never talking about y'all have to make the same. What I'm saying is lifestyle. If this girl is saying, let's go to Atlanta in three days, and then in two weeks, we want to. I want to go on another trip, I can't afford that lifestyle. Sure. I can't afford those days. It's not even just the dollars. I can't That's afford those thing. days. I so your lifestyle... PTO. That yes. part That's exactly. We know these things. Hey. Then don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, stupid. if they're asking, I seventy-five percent of the time they should be paying. Why or isn't that seventy-five? Or I'm asking so you can be like you can get the bug in your ear. Then I'm gonna ask you again, but I'm not gonna ask you like in three days. It'll be like, yo, you trying to go to Miami? Then I'm gonna send you stuff. Okay, so in three months I'm trying to go to Miami. These are the, you know what I mean? Like if I really wanted somebody who didn't have it, I'm gonna do it like that. But you're going to see me in Miami next week and be like, didn't you just ask me? Yeah, we still going. I'm going to just send you the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already mm-hmm. here. So should I DM her that I want to go? Yeah. It's <laughs> a little late now, bro. I'm saying you missed that boat. I'm saying you should have been thinking. Don't say no until you completely cut every single option out. Five years ago. Yeah. Here's some money for a 20-piece. Look, nugget. you know you was talking about Atlanta. I think I'm ready for that trip now. I still can't pay, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I thought long I think I'm ready. I think I'm, I'm ready, though. I'll take you up on it. <laughs> Stupid. Um, then I wouldn't ride it back. If I can't hey. afford... Listen, if I can't afford the gourmet gummy bears, it's a wrap for me. It was $33. I remember the price of everything. I got taken one time at Earth Cafe for $88.64. And I got taken at the Arc Light one time for $100.32. Dang. So I remember. I don't remember what year they happened in, but I remember the money. I remember down to the cent. And I got a, a, a pink lemonade Yikes. for $8. I wasn't that thirsty. Yo, and it probably had way too much ice in it. <laughs> that's, just, that's just water. That's just water afterwards. You could drink that and not get the water. Yeah, this is just ridiculous uh, for me. I think if you're broke, don't, don't date. Like, if you're broke, actually, I, I don't want to say don't date, but I do want to say you should only hit a certain level, which I would consider as like the late night text. Like if you're broke, you should have just enough money in your account to get to our house at midnight. But don't date. Like don't look for anything serious. Right on. Uh oh, you good? All right, that's pretty much all I had. All right, I got. I, I want to talk about. Uh, so my youth was. Uh, you know, obviously, hip hop was a big thing in my life, and uh, one of the legends passed away recently. And I just wanted to say R.I.P. to um, D.M.X. Man, yeah, man. He, uh, I remember in high school, we used to make fake Rough Rider chains. Really? Just because <laughs> of D.M.X. Right? So D.M.X. and Dipset, uh, Cash Money were all like the big things, mm-hmm. Rough Riders. And uh, I was always a big D.M.X. guy. My friend circle were always big D.M.X. guys. Something about the way his voice, 
he was different. I remember he put out album back to back, just going platinum and the way he would tell stories. And <clears throat> I think he was one of the first artists that I followed that really took you deep into his psyche and, um, you know, <clears throat> spoke about his problems. And, you know, obviously he had his ups and downs, but man, whatever he touched to me was golden. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, unfortunately, we always get flowers when, uh, when, when it's too late. But you know, DMX definitely was uh, somebody that played a huge role in my life, and you know, it's sad to see him go. Yeah, rest in peace to uh, brother Earl Simmons. It's uh, it's crazy to see some of these people pass away mm. uh, because when they're your childhood and they're your teenhood and things like that, they are figures that are larger than life. Right, and. Though his issues are in life have been well documented, you always think that the, because these people are so grand, they are gonna be everything. Mm. And then you just kind of get a dose of reality that, like, oh, the time ticks for everybody. Right. But luckily for him, uh, his voice and his talent were so powerful that they will exceed time and space, and people from now until forever will have a little piece of him inside of them. So prayers to the family. I heard he had 15 kids, 17, so 17 kids. So prayers to them. Um, you know, it's tough to lose your dad. It's tough. So rest in peace. Rest in peace. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, whatever it's called. <laughs> and we'll, get to that. Yeah. we'll figure it out. And uh, we'll see you. Next week. Can you guys uh, clap for me?